Sunny day in Hollywood, California. First uh, daytime recording in a long time. I know. it's uh, We're mixing it up. like to keep it fresh. Yeah, you got to sometimes switch things up. Uh, yeah, keep the show current. Keep the show going. Speaking of fresh, I just finished the, literally, minutes before you got here, finished the, I think we're alone now, the Tiffany Stalker documentary. Thank you to uh, Clark for sending that in. Clark, Clark Griswold? Yeah, Clark W. Griswold. Uh, yeah, what'd you think of it? <laughs> it was fucking great. I mean, it's also, it's such a good look at how psycho fans can be and fame. I mean, it's like if you're Tiffany, at some point you might just be like, I want to tap out of this fucking industry. Yeah, it's uh, Tiffany, if you don't, if you're younger, she was like an 80s uh, pop star. Kind of had like a couple quick hits, I think. She then- was she was like, uh, if Britney Spears was only huge for like, Two, three years. Yeah. That's what the equivalent. Because she was everywhere for three years and then totally fell off yeah, the map. Yeah, a meteoric rise and then fell off the map. The documentary is about two different stalkers. Uh, one guy uh, has Asperger's. That guy is tremendous. He, he says he's her best friend. He's also, yeah. I he's mean, oh, uh, she kissed me on the cheek. Uh, I love how he talks. He's so bizarre. He dresses very bizarre, too. His, uh, the so great, particular. The great thing about it, does, does having Asperger's make you a pathological liar? Oh, he is a huge he liar. He lied about everything. Yeah, he's delusional, too. He, oh. Dude, he put, when he put on the bike helmet that he said yeah. allows him to hear other people's thoughts, I was like, this guy is... Is unbelievable. Well, then they sh- so this guy's name's Jeff. It's, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough, tough pill to swallow. But he, then they showed his friend, and his friend seemed completely normal. And I was like, why is this friend hanging out with this dude? The guy who said he knew him from high school. Uh, yeah, and he's like, yo, he's he's super positive, and he's great influence, yeah. and he seemed like a dude who I thought maybe this guy has a wife and kids, a regular job. And then about halfway through the documentary, you find out that this guy's into the Illuminati shit. Yeah, he's like, Jeff knows a lot. He's proven to me that he has inside (laughs) info and and contacts. That's why they're friends. With like a global superpower. (laughs) So when he's not spending all his time on Tiffany, (laughs) the other half of his time is spent on uh, researching the Illuminati. And big spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, sorry, if just pause or skip over this This, part. This is a bigger spoiler alert than Endgame. Yeah, he... Doesn't he's not stalking Tiffany anymore? He's stalking Alyssa Milano. Yeah, he's moved on. He said he realizes he can't marry Tiffany. She's already married, and she doesn't think it's going to end. The other guy, uh, girl, I well, should say. Yeah, she's a hermaphrodite. Hermaphrodite. He, she a, raised as a boy, now living as a woman. Yeah, uh, almost at times like Kip from Napoleon Dynamite. A little bit. If, he, Kip, if Kip had a major head injury, when he said, when she said. 
oh, I'm a great sprinter. I'm going to show you my running ability. <laughs> she ran like 20 yards. Not that fast. It was like heavily out of breath. There were so many cringe moments because uh, towards the end of the... Because these two people, one lives in Denver, one lives in Santa Cruz. They cross paths. Yeah, they um, meet well, in Vegas. <laughs> it's the most cringeworthy interactions I've ever seen. The Asperger's guy is like, are, are you a, a man or a woman? He's like, I'm a woman. He's like, I so she, I think you, of you as a man, so I'm just going to say you're a man. And the guy's like, what? <laughs> and then she starts talking about sports, and he just he stops. He goes, I have no interest in sports whatsoever. The hermaphrodite loves sports. Yeah. He's, Jerry Rice is on the Denver Broncos. That's pretty awesome. And the guy's like, I don't, I don't follow sports at all, so I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> he and was then, very blunt. Then they meet Tiffany, and whenever oh, the he, Asperger's uh, guys meets her, he like forces a kiss on her, so on creepily, the cheek, yeah, so creepy. And she kind of, you see her recoil because she's no, she knows who he is, dude. I mean, he just saw her like a few months earlier when he, uh, when he fucking basically ambushed her at that uh, porn convention, where he goes, it's just great for like like-minded people to get together and share experience. Well, well then he goes to his church, and he's like. I went to the adult convention and uh, there, were, there were spiritual people there and the reverend guys was like, oh, that's great. He yeah. finally interrupted because the guy, will he will continue oh. to talk. Yeah, if you give him a, an inch, he's going to talk for four hours. He went to a live Tiffany concert in Santa Cruz on the beach. He's, uh, he got he there. He was the like, first guy. He's talking to, the, talking to the guys who's fucking raking the sand. And he's like, Tiffany and I are best friends. The guys are like, ignoring him. He finally him. walked away. Ignoring him completely. And he's still talking to nobody. He's he was a great like whatever story whatever story you have I'm going to lie ten times worse like the girl's like you know I first saw her change my life he's like he no no she totally changed my life I'm her best she's my best friend and my mentor and my protector like everything somebody would say he would top it with some outrageous fucking lie he reminded me a lot of like. 10 guys that used to open mic at the yep. comedy store yep. we did is complete lies complete delusions that guy if he found the comedy store oh, god he, forbid if he ever oh, does he'll be there every fucking <laughs> minute every weekend i was there he'll be there at 8 a.m talking to the guys doing the cleaning you know oh i love uh i know theo vaughn he's a great yeah. guy he's my best friend it would be some insane thing like that i mean i pray to god that he never does stumble upon it i love when uh the hermaphrodite finally meets tiffany's never met her He's supposed to go to like a concert in Denver <laughs> and he for, he brings like a photocopy ID because he, he lost, lost his, his ID. License. He was so, she was so beside him herself. It's hard to keep it straight. Uh, she went to the liquor store, got like a cheap fucking plastic bottle she of She got vodka. like a bunch of Jaeger. Yeah. Bottle of Jaeger. <laughs> She's like, I'm so depressed. I thought I was going to meet Tiffany and I can't. Dude, then, when she said she had a head injury, I was like, oh, this is starting to add up more. Yeah, because like the way she talked was so weird. It was still she was. It's weird because yes, you could tell that she was affected, but I don't know if the, did the head injury also cause the stalker affliction. I don't know. It's it's hard because you you don't know before. This is all you yeah. see. Or so she or she got it when she was thirteen, so there's no way yeah. to figure out how she would. She you know, was delusional as well. Like I was the most popular person in my school, and was like, eh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't. I yeah. can't prove that, but it seems. A little far-fetched. I have a relative that's out of his fucking mind who's schizophrenic, and uh, they claim that he wrecked his bike when he was 12, and he was never the same after that. But also, that's you, that can be an age where mental illness starts to rear its head, so yeah. it's hard to say whether the bike injury... I mean, this guy, though, the person in the documentary, the, the woman uh, slash man, 
she was in a coma yeah, for like 10 days yeah, or something like two like that. weeks. I like when they show uh, Jeff, the Asperger guy's stepfather, who just hates his guts. <laughs> He's like a hard-nosed military guy. Hey, hated him, like openly hated him. His dad was military, died in action, and then this guy was like his platoon mate, I think, and yeah. married his, his mom. And hates like hates his guts. Oh, despised him. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's got problems. I don't know. And the guy and his stepdad also uh, builds model trains. He fucked one up. <laughs> I can only he imagine ban- the beating he got he, for that. He banned him from being in that room ever again. <laughs> uh, and, simultaneously, it was super depressing. And, oh, it was, and it was laugh sad. out loud hilarious. It was sad, but it was also the amusing. end was just like so sad and pathetic. I was like. <laughs> I like uh, it's just I, the guy Jeff has like news clippings of like oh it says my full name here but then in the article's like major stalker like yeah oh yeah it shows him how he had a restra- she had a restraining order three years he couldn't be anywhere near her he guy he sh- loved it showed up at a government building with a samurai sword oh. to give her because that was a high honor. For samurais, and they they are like it took the sword. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? Also, when he goes to that uh, adult convention, the uh, adult entertainment convention, yeah. he stops by another porn star and says, "I got you uh, th- three uh, unopened copies of a uh, Playboy that you were in. Yeah, uh, and I want to give them all to you." The woman's like, "Oh, okay." So this guy you. is stalking. It's not just Tiffany. He's got a lot of fetishes going on. I liked when they met Tiffany both when they were together. That security kind of all right, guys. Like, let's keep it moving. Dude, like, I was shocked she didn't have more security because he, as soon as she walked into the lobby, he was he grabbed her and kissed her, and there was nobody there to stop it. Yeah, he like went right like beeline to her. She was great though. She handled it well. She goes, "I got to get going. I'm running late." And he yeah. goes, I-, "I told everyone you're running late. You're fashionably late." She's like, "You know me. I'm always late. like being like, please don't kill me." <laughs> I like so when the herma- uh, hermaphrodite meets her in Vegas, gets all done up, hasn't slept for 24 hours. Also, clearly was on drugs or something. Sharing a room with the Asperger's guy. He didn't have any money? <laughs> Took a bus, I believe, to Vegas yes. from Denver. Uh so they're together, and then the Aspergers got. Because I think the hermaphrodite's like in love with her, right? They're Sexually? both in love with her. Yeah. So she. Well, no, the hermaphrodite says like, I know that if she she'll be with me, and I know that my life will be complete when her and I are in like a romantic relationship. And he he she knows that she, that Tiffany wants it. So she finally meets Tiffany and is like on cloud nine, and they're in the room after, and she's like. Oh my God, I kissed Tiffany. I can't believe it. And the guy, Jeff's like, yeah, I remember the first time I kissed Tiffany. <laughs> and, and the, I laughed so hard. And the guy happened. goes, What you just did was so hurtful. Like, fucking back off. Like, I'm so pissed. And the guy, Jeff's like, Okay, yeah, okay. Because <laughs> he did one up it. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember being like what you are. Like, you know, we're best friends, so I get it. But. And he got so oh. pissed off. I love when he is uh, when in that same scene when he, she's like, I don't want to sound redundant, but this was like the greatest experience of my life. He's like, you're not sounding redundant. No, no. That's a profound thing to say. Like, you're a great person. For <laughs> yeah. And he would say, yeah, like, I understand. Like, when they met, I thought I was like, this, the best ending is if they fuck. I thought. That's, That's what, what I, I thought. thought. But then he's like, you know, the director is like, fingers crossed. Please let him fuck. The Asperger's guy's like, I'm not, I'm not into, I'm not into like that sort of thing. Like basically, I'm not into hermaphrodites. Yeah. But like, what they have so much in common. They have everything in common. Like they're the perfect fucking they're both couple. Talking Tiffany, except the 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 chick only likes chicks. Yeah. 
And then she found a best friend at the end that looks just like Tiffany. The best friend seemed bizarrely kind of normal. Acute-ish and I was, I, almost identical to Tiffany. I was shocked. I know. That this, I was like, what is it? She's like, she's funny. She was, so she was doing Hans and Franz <laughs> impressions. She was very wacky, the hermaphrodite. Dude, she goes, I met uh, the girl that met the hermaphrodite. The, the other woman said, I met her in the waiting room of a doctor. And I Could go, be a psychiatrist. yeah, that's what I probably is. Yeah, she is. I, I would think you have, if you're like, I'm going to be this person's best friend. You have some major fucking issues. It seemed like everybody we thought was normal. that was friends with these lunatics <laughs> that turned out to be completely insane. I like the one guy who's like, I'm friends with Jeff. I also have Asperger's, but like was a little more aware yeah. of like it can lead to kind of some crazy behavior. Extreme Asperger's. I mean, right before you get to the cusp of full-blown autism, all have the same cadence. Yes. All have the same cadence. He, uh, he, the, he had a Rain Man-like knowledge of Tiffany concerts. Like, that was in uh, 1985 at the uh, Oakland Coliseum. <laughs> People were like, what the fuck? The one girl was great. He was like the leader of the fan club and was basically like, he's crazy. I met him one time. Yeah. Like, yeah. He thinks they're soulmates. I don't know what his deal is. And you know, that chick is super extreme already. Yeah. And then she's like this guy. It's like when you have like some group that's, that's like super extreme. And then you have that subgroup that's ex- like terrorist level extreme. You could tell he, when he talked about her having a husband, how much he hated. He, he admitted, he goes, look at the jealousy on his face. They had a picture of Tiffany, <laughs> yes. the husband and him. He goes, look at his face. Look at the jealousy on it. Cause oh, those are jealous eyes. You're like, oh shit, this guy's nuts. Dude, it made me so worried for Tiffany's safety because then they after the end of that concert where he got there at 8 a.m. on the beach and he's just at every show she does he's just like front and center like front row yeah. just staring at her like so fucking crazy but I think the most disturbing thing is there were a lot of other dudes his age that were there how about the one guy who was like had like neck tats like a, a super man's man yeah he's I was like, he's like oh this guy could probably get like, a lot of chicks he's like I love Tiffany I love the music always <laughs> have he was, yeah. I was like this guy's nuts too he's like I've seen her a uh, hundred times and, yeah I was uh, like what the fuck is this like a, I, I know no one who, he said when he was a teenager he had to go see the back or Backstreet Boys no new kids oh, on new the kids block, on the block like, I Tiffany left, was opening I left right after Tiffany to be like I'm a man yeah <laughs> okay like, Dude, uh, Tiffany's a, she's an attractive lady. I, I looked up her Playboy stuff. Yeah, she's aged big well. old beefers. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a feature on her. But fuck, does she have balls to go into these rooms? Small, basically unarmed. Small events too. Yeah, and I wonder if it's true that she does martial arts. I could see that being a thing after these super stalkers. Yeah, but it's uh, even if she, I mean. The good news is, is neither of them are, I mean, weapons withstanding, or neither yeah. of those guys are going to beat you hand to hand, I don't think. Even a woman. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah. Maybe the Jeff guy, he was like, it looked a little bigger. The hermaphrodite, I don't think, is going to give you much problem. I want, I love when the Jeff guy describes his three sexual encounters. One was like 1985, 89, s- and 92. Very spaced out, <laughs> very few and far between. He said one woman didn't want to be there, which made me... Think that maybe this was a sexual assault. I don't know. <laughs> or she was hired by like his family. True. <laughs> you know, the guy that directed that uh, created that trip tank on Comedy Central later. Okay. I like uh, Jeff's apartment, how like hoarderish it was, and he like cleaned it up. Did, you, did he clean that thing up? I mean, it was, it was 
like next level hoarder. Yeah, it was a lot of shit. In but there. then he cleaned it up. It looked immaculate. Do you think he did it, or do you think the uh, apartment building? Because you can't tell because the guy lying all the time. Yeah, it's true. Do you think the apartment was like we're getting rats? There's cockroaches. We're coming in, clean this shit up, or you're getting tossed out. Yeah, because he said like I just spent a week straight, or whatever it was. And he got a new mattress. He Somebody going- needs me to tell like they. He might have a social worker that comes in. He both of them were on government aid. <laughs> <laughs> they both said they were surprising. They don't yeah. work. Uh, he was going through his newspaper. He's like, I don't know why I have like four. He would like four of the same magazine that had her in it. And then he would have <laughs> just an insane Alyssa Milano. I hope you're uh, you're Dude, mu- watching out for this guy. To, if you're Tiffany and you know these people exist, because uh, there was a guy that was stalking Tiffany and he brought a, like a 357 to her concert. Her security found him, dragged him out. That guy later killed an actress that he was yeah. obsessed with. So if you're the balls that you would have to have to be, and by the way, this this goes for everybody. I mean, there there's this level of stalker on every celebrity. No, we've met uh, you know comedians that aren't huge, but like have had yeah people bugging them. Charles Fleischer had a woman that was uh, yeah. stalking. Charles him, Fleischer, you don't, don't know, know, was the voice of Roger Rabbit, uh, a stand-up comedian. Yeah, and he was an older gentleman. This lady <laughs> would come into the store when we worked there. The era, she had big fucking thick glasses and she is Charles here? She called me every day and she goes, um, I'm calling to see if Charles is on the lineup. I'd like to reserve tickets. And I was like, uh, lady, just come in. Everyone knows who the fuck you are. Some of the uh, female com or a female comic right now at the store has had a problem with somebody yeah. and they give her an alias. But to me, it's like, it's so hard to hide just because all you have to do you is have go to go in. out and perform. All well, I have to do is go to the comedy store, you find out what her alias is, then you look at the line. Well, everybody knows now. Yeah, it's not I've hard. seen it even on Instagram. No, people. And even like, like oh. I think Theo Vaughn, I want to say, like, was like, it's so stupid. And then said, like, so and so is this name. Like, he's like, everyone knows yeah. it's not a secret. But I think, I think it was at first to throw off, there was an individual yeah. who was coming, like, sitting front row every night to watch <laughs> her and, like, giving her shit. I'm sure even Rogan has people who like kind of bleed into uh oh absolutely i mean a little crazy the good news is that he can handle himself (laughs) unless you get a unless you get a guy's like six foot eight or you know 700 pounds that's what i always worry about at the comedy is that no one's if you're huge there is definitely that that possibility you get a like rogan i could see having a serious stalker i'm sure an anti-rogan like someone who thinks that they're being targeted who what, was it? Nick Cage. He woke up to a naked guy like at the foot of his bed. Uh, no, the, the somebody had it. Oh, Keanu Reeves twice. A woman was showering in his house and the, and woke up and there was a woman in his bedroom. I thought somebody woke up with a guy at the foot of their bed like naked, which would be so fucking. I'm sure there did. When you're sleeping, Letterman had it. Bam Margera had a girl who's like. Make it out with him. I forget who somebody had somebody going through their trash. Uh, it's just, I'm sure like, that happens a lot. No, I mean every now and then you see like so and so battling and stuff. Like it's, it happens all the time. It's easy to find out where everyone lives, by the way. Like anybody, even like lower level people, you could just type in someone's name. You can find out anybody. Yeah, no, address. with the, with the internet, the stocking game, I think's become like social media, and you can figure out where people are a lot easier. I think than back in the day. I see why Sarah Silverman lives in that bill big. Uh, Highly secure give apartment me, building. Give me address. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it makes sense because I, I, I'd be worried if I were, if I had a house and I were a big name, I'd be very worried about somebody climbing over my fence and fucking. Even Will Ferrell's house isn't that well protected. No, it's not. Cra- it wouldn't be crazy to uh, to try to get in there. I think, and then you have kids, and I mean, granted, it rarely happens. But when you watch stuff like this, you're like. 
you see how on the cusp it, it, it is oh, from happening. When they're just so single-mindedly obsessed. Yeah, it's like, so it's like and nothing that you do can... Like, it's like, I'm married. That doesn't deter... Like, nothing deters them. No. Like, it's just like, oh, that's fine. It's, yeah. a, it's just another obstacle. Like, it's meant to be. And it's like, no, it's... It's, it's just so fucking. crazily... It's like that sort of delusion is what makes people make it in show business, but it's yeah. a fine line of, like, being crazy. Like, you can go, like, 1%, you can go over into the line of fucking, you're just nuts. The crazy thing is, like, if you like if you walked into your house and there was some hot girl showering, you're like, oh, you would think on the surface this would be, a, wow, this is phenomenal. But when you see the craziness, have you met, like, a... Very attractive girl, and there's like an insanity in her eye, oh, and you're it, like, I got to get the fuck out of here. At the comedy store, like once it. every month at yeah. least. The other I, met a, I met a girl last night, who was, and I was joking with her, and then she followed me off stage, and she started talking to me, and she was so fucking out of her goddamn mind. Was she blonde? Yeah. Did she have a hat? No. Because like when I was there Wednesday, this lady was fucking nuts. Like I don't even know if she realized she was like in a show. She was crazy. <laughs> Like she a, she said she was allergic to cocaine. She said she was. Is that a bit? No, she's like I'm allergic to living in L.A. But like serious, like not. Nah, wow. These weren't jokes. I was like, you're fucking nuts. This girl was like, kind of something was a little off on her, and she was giving like kind of side notes, like quietly to herself, but I could hear it because there was only like ten people in there. And so, and then off stage, she and then she followed me, and she's like, I come here a lot, and I I take notes for all the comedians. I have all these notes because. Uh, I'm not like a comedian, but I'm very funny in <laughs> the like, moment. And uh, keep those notes and she to goes, yourself. I, and I and she goes, I also have like a note for you. And I go, you could keep it. And by the way, I would keep all those notes to yourself because nobody gives a fuck. About Make those a scrapbook. Notes. I was there. Uh, I told her, I go write a book, put all your notes in there. I was there Wednesday night. I was talking to Jason Tebow in the back hallway, and these two ladies, uh, probably late twenties. I don't know. One is legitimately stumbling. I think they had been ejected from whatever room they were in. And <laughs> Always a good sign. Stumbles up to us and she's like, "Hey, what's your guys' deal?" And I'm like, "Always a good, always a good icebreaker." And I'm like, "Hey," I, I, and I am instantly <laughs> like, "I want nothing." To, we're yeah. both like, "We want nothing to do with this." And she's like, "Oh, L.A. Oh, like we're in L.A. I guess it got thrown out." And we're like, "Okay, Ugh. where is this acceptable?" I said, "Like, where are you from?" And she's like, "Florida." And I was like, "Okay." Was like, <laughs> I don't even sense. think it's that acceptable in Florida. <laughs> no, I don't think it's. I acceptable. feel like they have a lower tolerance even in Florida. And then the friend just all of a sudden cuts in. I forget what even the context was. She's like, "If I want a drink." I just take a drink out of somebody's hand. Oh, good quality and I was like, people. Okay. <laughs> and then they're like, what's Who the, says that? Then the they're way? like, what's your guys' deal? You're not saying much. And we're just like, get the fuck. Like, we're uh, giving you every cue. Leave. The, get away from us. The problem is when you've been doing this as long as that we have, I can no longer mask my disgust with the inappropriate behavior. I usually just shut down. And I, or I just fucking in the middle, I'll just walk away. Cause I was like, oh, what am I, why I do not have to subject myself to this. That's, I gave the middle walk away. And I, I cause one of them, left. like, oh, what are you two good? No, I was like, you're just a fucking asshole. One of them left. And I was like, I, I later, I was like, sorry to T. I was like, sorry, dude, I couldn't take it. I had to bail. I could just couldn't handle it. It was driving was, me crazy. Teeb was humoring him. Well, like one beeline, the drunk one beeline it for Tony Hinchcliffe, and then yeah, so, so like, he, this is it, my time to get out. And so he was one on one, like they were talking, and so yeah. I was like, I, "I'm this is my time to tap." Like I did my, 
I did my job. I talked to that crazy woman for longer than I wanted. She, they were it's like, a, escort us into another room. We're like, no, like you got thrown out. Were they out. cute? N- not really, no. <laughs> not, not cute enough to have that attitude. Yeah, it's like, take a drink, takes drinks. She's like, yeah. I was like, that's aggressive. And she's like, no. And I was like, yeah, it's, you take, you're stealing something from somebody. It's a, The problem is that I, I just ignore it and walk away. And people are like, oh, what are you, a dick? You're such a dick. I was like, no, why? I, I don't have to engage with you. You're fucking obnoxious. It's the good and bad of the comedy store is that. But then all the comics are accessible, yeah. but it's for the good and bad of, for the comedians. But 90% of the people that are great have listened are unbelievable, are yeah. actually oh, and these good, people weren't, good people. These people weren't listeners. They had no idea. No, I know. But was, just but. like that's when you get the riffraff that just flows out of there because they, they just throw you almost out in the hallway and let you find you another room to yeah, go Yeah, or into. they're like, where's, do you know Chris D'Elia? Like, and you're like, all right. I can see D'Elia having a lot of fucking weirdos coming in. Yeah, I could see that as well. Anyone who has like yeah. a ton of, you know, the, if you have a huge social media following. But it's great. They he's, I've seen him sniff people out where he's like, oh, that's great. Hey, I got to go. Okay, take it easy. That's the good thing there is you can always keep it moving. If you want to, you can always keep it moving. Yeah. But no, also a very, that is a scary, I don't know, watching that was like <laughs> hilarious, disturbing, and sad, but mostly hilarious. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, yeah, if you guys want to check that out, it's uh, Dassey levels of, uh, of of enjoying for me at least for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's on YouTube. I, I don't know. I, I remember was, seeing was a snippet of it on HBO. HBO yeah, I was think it HBO? or seems, Netflix seems familiar from doesn't somewhere. it? Yeah, I, either there was a we saw clips of it. There was something going on. I remember. I remember watching parts of it. Other parts I have I have no recollection of. But it's on YouTube. Just I think it's called I I think we're alone now documentary. I'd love to talk to the filmmaker to be like just like what are your thoughts on the, you know what I mean like oh yeah he's working now he also created that Jeff and some aliens show on Comedy Central loves so the name Jeff a, um it's, he probably did model it after that guy now that I think about it. <laughs> Speaking of listening, uh, I've been told we may have some spies uh, listening to the show. Oh, yes, yeah, it some, turns some out. Either narcs or the man himself. So, uh, as you know, I have an alias on Facebook. Yes. I'm a doctor, a podiatrist. Yep. A Korean podiatrist. <laughs> Who was adopted. Yeah. I don't want to give the name. I don't want to blow my spot up. But most people know, if you've been a fan of this show or Boner City, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, hey, just go back and listen again. You may find it. By the way, the people that know that are on there are hilarious. Because <laughs> I infiltrated Eric Heights Facebook yeah. page. Yeah. And uh, people were commenting, playing along with it. They were fans of the show. There are a lot of people that have infiltrated the Heights that yeah. he doesn't know about yet. Heights, and I have a feeling you listen. If you are listening, you can maybe you can sniff a few out. Yeah. You can't sniff it all out. By the way, his excuse, he, his excuse train is the is an ungodly length now because he continues on. I don't even know if he's ridden yet. I don't think he has. He's been there for a week and he's got like, oh, my trailer broke. Now I can't fit all my stuff in. It's been raining. Now I got a problem with my bike. I've never. It's unfucking believable I had somebody email me and they said, do you think he's the ultimate troll? And I said, I could see. I just don't think he's smart enough to pull that off. I wish. I wish this was. This is Andy Kaufman level no, if it is. But I don't I don't think it is. No, I think he's. If, if it is, he, he plays a hell of a character and he should probably be acting. I think he loves the intention that he gets when he 
like what he loves is that he'll say, I had this problem. And the people are like, fuck you, you fucking liar. And then people come to his defense yes. and be like, we love you. We believe in you. It's like, yeah, the guy who's like, I'm leaving the party. And he just wants his friend. Yeah. Like they, no one wants them to be like, okay, we'll see you. They go, oh, please, <laughs> stay. We love you. Yeah. We need you. You're great. As You're he, the slow, best. he slowly heads out the door. And he's like, no, guys, I'm, I'm really leaving. And I'm going to do it. I'm, my I'm car, I got, off, got my uh, keys. God, okay. <laughs> well, I'm outside. Then he comes back in and he's like, oh, I'll stay a little longer. Eventually, even the most diehard of his fans are going to, you would think, wisen up. But I don't know. I don't think any. By the way, his Patreon has two people on it. There's two people that support him. So it's not going anywhere. <laughs> so, but So I was on there commenting on his really being sympathetic. Also, you know, bizarre talking about my hardships being uh, <laughs> Korean-American adopted by Filipino-American parents and having one being a veterinarian and everybody calling my me, uh, my dad a horse doctor instead of a real doctor. <laughs> so I don't know if it raised any red flags, but people that weren't members of the DNO were actually supporting, being like, you hang in there, it's cool. <laughs> you almost took some attention away is maybe why you got thrown Could out. Could have been. So I had posted three or four times on all of his recent stuff, said I was a new fan, said I just saw his story on my YouTube feed and I could totally relate. And then all of a sudden I was blocked. I was banned. <laughs> I was kicked out. Did you hear this audio when you were blocked? No, I shouldn't go on Davis and O'Neill. And just by saying that, Lucas... That puts you in a special group that I get to block you. So bye bye. <laughs> so bye bye. By the way, on, on my on my I'm profile, sorry. I took off all my affiliations with Danish and O'Neill and stuff. <laughs> I hope I, I thought I did, but what he he also said. So when he started making all these excuses, the next morning after I had been commenting and supporting him, the next morning I woke up and he, it looked like he had. He goes, all my mods now are clearing out all the trolls in here. So I think uh, whatever whatever these mods, I don't even know what that stands for. <laughs> and maybe that's a known term, but I have no idea what he's fucking talking about. plus-size models that travel with them now. They're all <laughs> 700 pounds. So they, so they booted me. Well, whatever. You can boot one. You can't boot no. them all. So I was thinking about creating another profile and <laughs> going back in. <laughs> it's too, dude. I got addicted to it because it was just too good because every post is so fucking pathetic. <laughs> well, and it, he posts a lot. It's not, yeah. You know, it's a lot of a lot of action. He likes that hot sex action. It was also great because he was talking about camping, and I talked about how my parents never let me go camping, but I know I would love it. And when I got older, I once went camping and hated it, but it was only because my parents didn't want to take me camping when I was younger. <laughs> it just went on and on. And I, I thought it was being sympathetic to him. Maybe it was too much. I don't know. There's that fine line. <laughs> Speaking of fine lines, uh, the club behind my house, they had their big Wednesday night open mic. I uh, captured some audio. I don't know the quality uh, of it. We'll see right okay. now. Uh, what you need is a boom mic to put out the window, that like a 30-foot boom mic that you could literally hold over the yard. So I have two clips where I'm outside. It's a windy night, so you'll hear some wind. And then the third clip, I'm inside, but that could be the best clip of all, but it may okay. be a little dim, But so you may want to turn up. Uh, you should take the zoom and just like put it on a broomstick and <laughs> slowly... Put it over the wall. So uh, here we go. Here's the first clip from the, uh, the the club behind my house. This is a uh, man singing. It's their big open mic night Wednesday night. This <laughs> guy's doing a cover. That's loud as fuck. 
So that's a that. little STP going. There's that. I love when he does the oh. <laughs> this is so. This is loud. Oh, it's this is ve- very loud. Oh, it's very. It's like a concert. Yeah, it's you Mike. can't have concerts in your backyard in a suburban area. This is this is it's so bizarre. And also, like in the L.A. suburban area, where it's like houses are inches away from other houses. Yeah, it's so it's crazy. It's fucking compact. On a Wednesday night, outdoor, I don't get where they think this is appropriate. How many people were in the backyard? Good I turnout? I can't see because there's a lot of trees covering and like they block the stage from behind, so I can't see it. Oh, they do block the stage. Yeah. Uh, oh, so it's facing the house. The stage is yeah, facing. And they, and they just built, they had before a tarp, but now it's a wood, they have like a wooden backing. Uh, so so here's a little amphitheater. Here's clip two. We hear uh, that guy just singing. He gets off yeah. stage. You'll hear how many people are in the crowd. I don't, it's a smattering of applause. Here it is. <laughs> uh, stay, stay tuned for the guy yelling support to him and this guy saying how great he loves this place. <laughs> Yeah, I think she was also singing a cover. I, I couldn't pick up. What I it was. say seven people. That's it's not a lot. I have. I, I love the guy. You're fucking awesome, man. <laughs> That's probably the guy who owns the house. It could be. I uh, I, I have good applause ears. So for my years of doing late night comedy store spots, that sounds like seven people. Well, then I think they're all perform. You know, I don't yeah. think there's one audience member there. Well, who would go? I, I, we were. I was asking Court, like, how, or she was asking me too. How do you hear about this? Uh, what do you find out? Oh, about probably this? like Facebook? on the listing of open, like uh, yeah. musical open mics. Yeah, but it's like come to our backyard. But it's like you know how to. Uh, it's like comedy. You know, some people have comedy in their backyards. Yeah, dude, we did that one. Was it out in the valley? Burbank, I thought. Was it I Burbank? I can't remember. But that there was a ton of people there. Yeah. It was a weird. That was show. years ago. That was like ten years ago. Yeah, it was a weird. It was a weird time. Here's the last clip. This is the owner of the house, or I don't know if they own the house, rent the house. The uh, the guy who runs this open mic. This is his because he play. This is remember I said he plays a saxophone. Yeah. Here's the saxophone, <laughs> and this is the song that he plays like every fucking day to practice, and it drives both me and Courtney crazy. <laughs> Is he doing a sex solo? I don't know if you could hear it. He was doing a Fresh Prince of Bel Air uh, theme song cover to his fucking saxophone, oh, which man. drives me crazy. Oh. <laughs> yeah, how do you go from STP to uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air over a saxophone fucking riff that the guy practices for eighty hours a day? 
That's fucking weird. It's such a dude. You got. I mean, there's no way that can last that long. I'm tempted to just climb the fence and sing uh, "You're a Beautiful Animal." To uh, that's true. Just the seven people. Get hot, hot pepper in the on your side. (laughs) Do a battle of the bands. Beardo, fly over. Can I Skype Beardo in from Australia? Yeah, do some songs, dude. What you need is the like. There are gangs in that area. Yeah. Why haven't the gangs gone in and shot this place up? I don't know. By the way, I'm not not condoning violence. I'm just saying I'm surprised that people in that neighborhood have not gotten angry and done some sort of uprising. They uh, they may be performing. They may because I have heard. Is this a white guy? Uh, I think he's like Brazilian or something. Okay. I don't know. His name's Marcelo. If that gives anybody any hints, I'm not sure. I mean, accent like he's from Brazil. No, he's like dark skinned. But but he's American guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he, he, he said he this gonna, seems like some real white. This seems like a white guy shit, right? Said here. he was going to invite some us dude to like, the show. Let's have a jam band in my backyard. I didn't get invited to the. Uh, he said he was going to invite us, but he, I guess he was inviting us. But like, I don't think he, we showed any interest. Dude, you should show up at noon with like a casserole and be like, <laughs> "Dude, let's jam." I'm here for the party. Oh, he would freak out. And then I think when they have Airbnb people, I've I've just heard guys like going out there because it's there and getting oh, on a dude. live mic like by themselves like just he's almost like mumbling into the mic or like lightly singing oh oh so he leaves the mic on for it's, the airbnb people it seems like it it's a real fucking shit show dude if he did do stand-up though they started to get a good crowd that's like it's the greatest thing ever you could just climb the fence and go over there ari shafir when he stays in la should get this airbnb do a show that'd be great in the backyard you should ask that guy ari would stay down there he would uh, I'll, I'll be there i'll be in your backyard i'm running my last hour of uh, my jew hour in the backyard uh the acoustics are great uh come look at the stars do mushrooms outside the thing is you would do it as a joke and then he would love it like, what are you talking about i mean why are you criticizing it it's great i'm gonna buy the house <laughs> <laughs> just to fuck you because fuck you and your family over there he's so weird you see on twitter he's looking for like comics to move his apartment it's like just, 30 an hour just no, it's pretty decent why do you need them to be comedians because he always by the way i would I, comedians be the last people i want to help me they're move. Gonna break your shit they may steal lazy your, as fuck they steal your stuff they may not show up <laughs> you're talking about the flakiest people ever and how about hiring guys who do this for a living they're, they're sometimes they're not even foolproof but at least they do it and if you told him you're paying 30 an hour they'd be like oh my yeah fuck he wants to get i mean his thing is he wants he to get to support the yeah. community i get it but it's like and i don't know if the movers would take shrooms as a tip <laughs> yeah you also get shrooms as a tip <laughs> get it just the tip of the mushroom that's a good joke People were shitting on him. It's pretty funny. There's a lot of people really shitting on him. I saw he was also giving away like a list of things. He's like, I'm not killing myself. Stop saying that. Yeah. But it's like you're giving away all your possessions. Does his lady have like everything he already has? Dude, by the way, he didn't have much stuff. He had a bunch of t-shirts. I stayed there. You stayed there. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't a whole lot going wasn't on in much there. in there. It's a couch. I slept over the comforter. I couldn't get over. Uh, he claimed that. She, uh, no, I talked to the maid and the and the know. housekeeper. I, I don't she trust was them. Like, she claimed that she washed them. Yeah, but then you talk to him. He's like, I, I, I cleaned them after. I re-switched them on you. I, this is my dirty ones. I uh, scrubbed them on my cock to clean them. By I, the uh, way, uh, if you're, if, I wish this was a. I wish you could gamble on uh, whether 
who Ari gets to come over to his fucking house to help him move. People uh, threw us in the mix because he said they said, "Would you rather have me and you?" It was me and you, oh, Joey Rogan Diaz, and Joe Rogan, and two Teeb other. and uh, Triple H. Yeah, who? Which what du- duo? What duo would you like to help? He you should move? fly us out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ari, fly us out. We'll help you move. I think it's too late. I think he needs to be out. Okay, well, sorry. So we, uh, we missed the. Uh, we missed it. By the or quickly, uh, we have another sponsor, Bet DSI. Yeah. There's a fight. By the time this comes out, it'll be over, but I'm betting on the Cerrone versus Al Quinta. Ayakinta. Ayakinta. You betting you gotta be betting on Donnie. I don't know, man. I got Ayakinta's on a roll. I know. He's he, and also he's he, he went the distance. He's the only guy that made Habib look beatable. And he was a roommate of Gabe Killian, who's a comedian and uh, gambler. Himself. Oh yeah, was that his? <laughs> he loves him. I watched the Habib fight, and he was there. And I've never seen a guy root more passionately. Oh really? Oh, he was standing up. He's screaming. He was like, "Good job, Al. That's it." <laughs> Going crazy. What I love more than that guy is Team's impression of that guy. Oh, and, it's it, phenomenal. To his face, Jason Tebow is the greatest impression of him. <laughs> to his face. Ah. Uh, so yeah, that you get those fights coming up. NBA playoffs are hot NBA. and heavy right now. I'm I'm putting. It's not going to matter because you're not going to hear this, but I am putting money on Ayakinta. I- well, let's see how you. Last time you had Poirier, so let's see. If I know. He's two for two. I, I think he can be. I think he can beat him. I, I think he's fresh. He's fresher. When he's got Matt Sarah and Ray Longo with his fupa yeah. and his high uh, high waisted jeans in Dude, his corner. They're doing like a fight night every fucking week now. The UFC is. Yeah, it's getting a little crazy. They're, but uh, so if you're gonna bet, use Bet DSI. Use it on your phone. Use it on your computer. Just whatever you do, you use the promo code DO101. Yeah. It's going to get you some special offers. It's going to help your life out. It's going to put your kids through college. Yep. You get on Bet DSI. You put some money down. Do it on your phone. Do whatever the fuck you want. They pay on time. They've been around for 20 years. If you, if you want a little extra edge, put a blue chew in your mouth. Chew it up. Yeah. They give you extra insight. I'm not saying <laughs> it will. It could, though. Dude, uh, maybe Earl use some blue chew. Oh, be cool. Episode 200's coming up. Yeah, because he doesn't like... That, that would be even better. It's chewable. He yeah. might like it more than those other I can't swallow things. pills. I'm a young kid. I had my... Uh, yeah. My butler had to crush him, put in my applesauce. So use that promo code on BetDSI, yeah. D-O-1-0-1. Help us help you. That's 101, D-O-1-0-1. Want to talk? Uh, I've been meaning to talk about this book. I talked to you about it off air at uh, All Things Comedy. Actually, uh, it's called "I'll Be Gone in the Dark." Uh, it's kind of in line with the Tiffany book, but uh, way, 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 way darker. Fiction or nonfiction? No, it's nonfiction. It's about uh, oh yeah, this uh, this guy who there was no name f- like this. So this so there were so back in the day. This is like seventies and eighties, I believe. Uh, if you know, law enforcement didn't communicate across state lines really at all, even though it crossed like county lines. Yeah. And so crimes would happen and they, they had trouble. If you watch the show Mindhunter on Netflix, they they didn't really understand the concept of serial. They didn't know the psychology behind it. They didn't know the breakdown of it. Yeah, and they didn't really understand that like, oh, someone can kill like a million, you know, a ton of different people and be a serial killer. Yeah. Like, they just thought like. It was unrelated. They had trouble linking them together. It was because, a relatively new term. Yeah, and if people traveled, they just they didn't communicate with it. Like they're like, oh, this everything that matches like the guy we had who did this. Yeah. So uh, there was this guy going around. Um, so this guy went under. He 
uncaught for 30 years as a serial rapist and killed. So he raped at least 50 women and he killed, I want to say, 12. And so uh, Patton Oswalt's wife, who actually passed away, um, was like, I guess, basically became obsessed with this guy. This is the Golden State killer. killer. Who she dubbed that. That's yeah. her name. There was no name for the guy. Like, there was, you know, like, this is a guy who is like a well known deal. Um, and so she became like, like, she put her own money into this. Like, she was buying, like, she would go online trying to buy, like, cufflinks that she thinks he may have owned. Like, what? She, like, crazy. Why, why would they, how would she know the cufflink? Like, they found a similar one. They would the just, yeah, like, they, like, knew his initial, like, and they knew that he had owned it, like, or something. And she, like, just she try- was, like, trying to live, like, try to inhabit this guy's yeah, mind like, and body. stuff. Like, she said, like, I'd be at a premiere with my husband and, like. I would like, I don't really like premieres. It's not my life. You know, like I support my husband and what he does, but like, I don't really like being there. I don't like being on the red carpet. She's like, I'd take a phone call from like a retired detective and I'd like go off to the side. (laughs) Dude, she was like in cahoots with like former, like a ton of former law. She helped. Yeah. She helped find him in the end. Yeah. Like she did help take him down. So a little bit about this guy. uh, So he, he would come into your place. This, a lot of times this was his MO. He he would stalk your neighborhood for like a long time. Uh, and back then there was like less secure, you know, like less yeah. security and shit. And people had like a, a lot of places with open windows. And he he loved ran, only one story homes. He didn't want to risk someone being in a second story seeing him in the oh, backyard. Not, uh. Did a lot of prowling because he went by the they called him the night prowler, I think. And then the uh, that was another name. The, so the, was, the it, original night stalker was another name that he went by. So he was or like he, a, he was a it. night rapist, a night stalker, a night murderer. Yeah, all combined makes him the Golden State Killer. Yes, yeah, in, in California, it's the trifecta. Yeah, a lot of some of his crimes were in Stockton in that area. I could see that he worked That's, the whole he worked the whole state. Also, like some a lot of those areas are it's like a big city, and then it's nothing but wilderness. So he it seems lo- like somebody could disappear easily. He loved areas that had like were either under construction so you could kind of like go through like we like he would go through like woods he said he knew like that he would know all the areas because they would like think like oh is he from here because like he was working like drainage ditches so he'd like come out in like a weird fucking section oh like he was like he was he was under the ground he's like like, subterranean and then like disappear you know what i mean and like disappear quickly yeah one of his moves was he would steal a 10-speed bike in the area and just fucking like cruise out (laughs) so he so his move is he he wears a ski mask at all time, or like any time he's in your house. And so he wakes you up. Also, how bad were these killers for the ski mask industry? Because when yeah. you see a ski, like, you know, they used to make the ski mask that had the three holes. I had one when I was a kid. Now they had to do the big hole. Yeah, now they do the big hole because so you can identify. I don't somebody. think anyone was, I think anyone that was buying those, everyone thought was getting ready to commit a fucking crime. Yeah, robbing or whatever. I think it decimated the ski mask industry <laughs> having all these guys use them. It's an interesting theory. Yeah. The ski mask, uh, they must have had a meeting. God damn it. We need, we need better PR. For winter, by the way, the, the one that covered, that just has the three oh, holes great. is way more comfortable. But there's a picture of me as a kid. I look like a fucking psycho. The problem with it. those, though, is they would always, like, get off your eye. You know what I mean? Like, your yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They you, would move. You couldn't see peripherally well at all. Like, if you got a snowball fight, those were dangerous. Like, if you were... You had to uh, pull it up over your eyes or you were fucked. If you were sloth from Goonies, there's no way his eyes no. were too fucked up. He'd, be, he'd have to buy a special one. It would have to be custom built. Uh, so, he'd come in in the ski mask. Uh, he'd be pantless. Already hard. So, no underwear. No underwear. Where did he put his pants? They don't know. 
And he would often leave. Would he hide him in the bushes? He would often leave. They like he must live nearby where he's because like he would leave crime scenes naked. How the fuck did he have a boner already? They said they thought like they thought like yeah, doing this was doing the excitement. Wow. Yeah, and like knowing that someone's there. And so then he comes in your this, room. By the way, this guy puts Earl's Kakel to shame. Yes. Well, that, said, that'd be like if Earl showed up to the UFC with a boner, no pants on. By the way, they said he had a tiny dinky, every woman. Oh, really? And they would eliminate suspects sometimes. They're like, oh, he's got a, an average sized dick. It's not him. Do you think that this, uh, that this, you think that he didn't give a fuck that he had a small dinky? Or do you think that that was part of his driving force? It could be. It's hard to say, uh, but it could be. I mean, obviously, this guy's beyond sociopath. He's insane. Oh, for sure. Do you think it made him mad, though, when he read about his small dinky in the paper? Probably. Yeah, I would say so. If, like, he, they said he followed his... Like, cause he, I'll get he's like, I don't that. have a small dick. I'll show you. <laughs> so then uh, he comes in. He blinds you with the flashlight in the bedroom, which oh, is man. how frightening yeah. is that? Yeah. So he starts with single women. He blinds you with the flashlight. So then uh, the media... Started covering him, and they're like, "Oh, he he's only hitting up single women." Which pissed him off. Starts hitting oh up God. only couples, <laughs> exclusively. This guy, so this guy's like a real. I'll show you. Yes. So then he comes in. He if, does the same thing with the flashlight. He makes the woman tie the man up, but she would do a God. shitty job. But it was just to like get yeah. rid of him for a second. He'd tie the woman up, then he'd retie the man. He have up. a knife or a gun. He uh, or anything. He'd have a gun. How big was he? Uh, they, they, like the, the descriptions were like all over the map. When they like, caught him though, was he like a big guy, like six foot, no, two I think 50 like five, or 10. Okay. And, but he was doing like crazy. Like he was in, they always were like, he must be, cause he was like climbing fences. Like he was doing like a lot of He's shit. Good shape. Yeah. He was like, so then, uh, he would tie the guy up, put him face down. He would go to your kitchen, get like a, a saw, like a little saw, a tea saucer in a fucking teacup, put it on your back and be like, if this falls off your back, I'm going to come in here and kill you. Oof. Which is, I mean, the, the suspense of that. So then he blindfolds the woman so she doesn't see him at all, even though he has a mask. He uh, does, he rapes her. Then he goes into your kitchen and he starts making himself snacks. Like, oh. He would like love to, he would like go get crackers and he would, Jesus. Uh, Dude, they said if you what? had beers, he would drink a couple beers. The fuck the mentality to so be then, that comfortable? Oh, to, for, to do any of this, it's insane. So then he never he does not. Then he just then they're like, oh, did he leave? Because like an hour goes by, and then you're like, you start talking to the the guy. So like, is the woman then tied up too? Yeah. So then you start talking to the guy. Well, he unties you to rape you. Then I think he reties you up. So then he starts talking to the guy, and then he's like, he'll like then he'll like bull charge you, like, ah, like get in your face. And he'll, they said sometimes he would do that for hours. Where you don't know he's there, and then he, and then he just disappears. And they said that tactic was like so he could leave, and you'd never know when he left. So say you call the cops, you could have been gone for hours already. It's like that tactic that they you know you see in the movies, bank robbers, were like count to this, yeah. and I'm gonna come back in 30 seconds. To yeah, see, make sure you're still counting. But I mean, not. when you're tied up and blind, you know the maniacs in your. Did fucking any place. was there any like dude who just fucking broke free and attacked him? Yeah, people did. And what happened? He wanted he had to bolt. Well, he would shoot you if he fucking. Oh, so he did have a gun. Yeah, yeah, he carried a gun. Oh, I thought yeah, he no, he did. carried a gun. Fuck. So one guy chased him through a backyard because they oh, saw he... him prowling because it became a big thing in Northern California, in yeah. Sacramento. They think he was there because his wife went to college there, so he, that's why he was in that area. So he was like an ice man. He had wife, kids, yeah, and stuff? yeah, family. Jesus. Christ. So he a guy. And they chased... knew nothing about this. 
I, I don't know. I don't think you so. You can't be that insane, though. You know how even the Iceman's wife like was like suspected something yeah. but didn't dare ask? Guy chased him. He shot the guy in the stomach. And then in Orange County, because he came back down to around here, uh, two people got out. And so then after that, he's like, I'm murdering anybody I come in contact. That's when the murder started. Two people got out. And an FBI agent was the next door neighbor. He heard someone screaming, gets in his car. He's chasing a guy on a 10 speed bike. Should have hit him. People said that. People said that. And he's like, I don't know what he did. Yeah, All I, I heard was somebody. Problem, he's you know, like, it could have yeah. been just a fight. I don't even know. Idea. Yeah. And he got away. And then after that, he committed a lot more. Crime. Where'd the guy? How'd the guy get away? The guy was chasing him in his car. He they drove. say that he bolt out and he would jump. He jumped off, climbed a fence, and he was gone. They like he knew. This all guy was fucking, almost like one of these fucking weird creatures that could like, like was there rumors he could he could jump a ten foot fence in a single leap? Yeah, like the, yeah, there were kind of not rumors, but like it was just like how elusive he was. Yeah, and just like. They just couldn't pin him down. They couldn't get anything on him. People were like, does he work construction? Is that why he's always around construction sites and he knows them well in areas that are building? Like, yeah. They just were trying to figure it out. Uh, amateurs formed an online group. Like, so they, like, and, like, and they said like, some people would get in too deep. Like, so like, amateur detectives were like, forming these crazy theories and spending like, hours upon hours. Trying Almost to fucking, like Patton's wife. She was in it. She yeah. was like, big into these chat rooms. Uh, she, Patton's wife got like so involved in this like mentality that he once came in when she was sleeping and she woke up and grabbed a lamp and swung it at his head and he like, he barely dodged it. Oh really? Yeah. Like she just got into like, even reading the book, like I became like, like I, I'm in my apartment, which is, would be hard to get into. I'm like looking over my sh- like it's scary, scary shit to read. Well, tell man. the scariest part that you told me about the guy would hide in your house for hours without you knowing it and just freak you out. Yeah, no, I was yeah I was saying that earlier, and he would fucking just yeah. But he, yeah, but you there's like specific stories with that little girl. Yeah, oh, there's a little girl who uh, a little it was a boy or a girl I don't know because he would go in with people with kids and he would like tie like leave the kid alone but like tie like tie him up because then the person would be like terrified they'd be like where's my and he'd be like shut up. But did you say there's one where they're like, mommy, there's a man in my room or something that she didn't believe her? Yeah. And like, so then <laughs> the guy was just pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. I was like, so then the guy, he comes in and then the kid, the kid was not blindfolded and the woman's like, are, are you okay? Like at his hours later. Yeah. And the kid's like, mommy, no, 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 no. And the guy like bull charges the bed and rapes the fucking mom again in front of this kid. God damn. Yeah. It's just shit. shit. He once punched a fucking, uh, he punched a poodle in the face. Like a dog that came after him. He, he, he tried to gut a German Shepherd with a knife and somehow survived. They, they, hey, they think he was feeding the dogs. There's a lot of dogs that would normally bark, like wouldn't uh, bark when he came around. This guy so this is like, really scouted out for a while. So then they finally caught this guy. Unfortunately, after Pat Oswalt's wife passed away, cause she was like a big part of it. Uh, dude, 78 years old now. Live with his daughter and grandkids, wow. which is insane. Like what he's done to women that he's living with but, these. Yeah, but you got to think that the daughter was probably so psychologically damaged because there's no way that this guy is. Nobody could. You can't be completely normal living in a perfect family situation where no one suspected. I imagine that he was super abusive or in some way. He uh, he was a cop whose specialty was burglary, and that's how he like that's how he, that's knew. How he knew how to get in and out of houses. Did he so investigate well. any of his own things? I don't think so. But I so we started watching this TV show like about this because we're like we need to know more. What show was it? It's uh, I forget what it's called. I can tell you. I don't know it offhand. Uh, so he he would they have this town meeting about this guy, and this guy stands up and he's like, he's coming in where men are. 
you you couldn't do that to me. Guess whose wife became a victim? That guy. Oh really? Like oh, he was fuck. like he was in the meeting. Oh no. Yeah. So it's like Oh so, so either some random dude just stood up no. and be like I'd like to see you try it. No. Well he said like I would you know I would pre- I'd protect my lady. That wouldn't happen to me and then lo and behold and then cops would be like basically like we got this and then he would hit the same block like that he had just done did you say too like 20 years would go by and then he would call these women that he assaulted he once called the lady 20 years later he's like remember when we played oh god how freaky that'd be yeah the little one's like oh jesus christ it's it's insanity so what has this guy what has he said about it i don't think much has been done i think he's still waiting for trial i don't i don't think much has been said here's the thing like can't is there a system where we can just torture this guy like put his foot in like a meat grinder or, or just let the victims if they want to do some sort of torture i mean i wouldn't even do that i think there's just almost be too it almost seems like that I don't like can we just is there some way where you can just slowly beat him with a hammer over the course of a year until he's dead because what he's gonna get is either life and then what does he got another 10 maybe four years left in him yeah he's or, not gonna live or long. they'll give him the chair and but that takes so long. He may he yeah, probably, die probably, before probably, that. Yeah, die and also before. like a lethal injection, whatever it is, is too humane. I wish there was some way. A guy like this who you know did it. Is there not just some way where you can just fucking immediate? Do, like no, something that's a year long torture should be something to his genitals because that's like what he was. But using. slowly, yeah. Like you let a dog eat his ball sack, but like one bite a day. Yeah, not all at once. Like can't you just have this guy suffer? You would think, like, there's no, like, like, why treat someone like... Death is too quick. Why treat someone like that humanely? Like, such such, such a fucking animal. Yeah, I wish there was this somewhere where the judge is like, all right, here's the year-long plan. We're going to inflict each of these specific tortures every day for a fucking year, and then finally he'll be dead. Sometimes during, like, while he was rummaging around your house, because he loved to, he would steal shit just to, like. <laughs> He's like Ari. He would love to <laughs> rummage. Like he would love to rifle through the affairs like Ari. What if you found out Ari was doing <laughs> this kind of behavior? I would, I would. And that's why he travels the world as a comedian. Perfect cover. I'd kill him. Uh, so then he would be rummaging through your affairs, but I don't, they didn't, never knew if this was real or if he was fucking with people. He'd be like, Oh, they want to write about me in the press? My mommy doesn't like what they write about me in the press. It makes her sad. <laughs> and then he'd be like, then he would start weeping. And they're like, I, but someone's like, I, I thought he may have been laughing. Like, like it was just like, I don't know if it was theatrics. Wow. They, like just all this crazy shit. Do you know if this guy knew about Patton's wife? By the way, we keep calling Patton. We should know her name. Her name's Michelle. Know. Oh, Michelle. Michelle McNamara. Do you know? Um, I don't. They didn't say, but you would think somebody who follows everything so closely would know. Like it would be. Was in she those scared sh- that he was going to come get her? It, she never expressed that, but I, I, I'm assuming if you wake up swinging well, yeah, a lamp, yeah, you're probably, you're probably yeah, yeah. in a, a kind of an odd headspace. She, he, you know what? He could have driven that. By the way, he lives two blocks from where we are right now. <laughs> Pat. Um, yeah, and his wife did. Uh, I wonder if he was ever in this area just like seeing where she lived and just taking a look around. Yeah, I don't I mean, you would he think. got up there think. in age, but a guy, I, he definitely, I would think, would be in these chat rooms like because like he was somebody who followed all this shit. And it seemed like he did get a thrill out of like he took the wow. If he's in chat rooms, he took the technology well for seventy eight. Yeah, maybe not, but I don't know. But uh, he may have. If you're they, that obsessed with yourself. I think he got out of the game because he got a little older and like he just had a couple close calls. So yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting out. Man, to have that sort of discipline though, to be like, hey, I'm hanging it up. 
Yeah, and then to go 30 years undetected. It's crazy. I mean, you now you, you could never get know away with it with the DNA and because they like back not then, to mention cameras in your that, house. That's what fucked him. His DNA came through. Yeah. Then they got his profile and he had a very rare, like uh, blood type. No, like yeah, like pat yeah, and pattern of DNA. Yeah. And so then they, but like the, he had no record, and so they wanted they wanted the uh, DNA is good also. Like linking you to crimes, but also they need you in a database, or only when you come to trial is yeah. it damning. So they wanted that twenty three, like sites like twenty three and Me to uh, to help them out, and they they said, you know, that's because the cops are like it's slippery if, slope. There, they're like, if those sites would just, ha- they're like, we would solve so many crimes, but they're like, those sites are like, we so, can't do that. It man. violates our like policies. I know, that's, that's the double edged sword of yeah. it. Yeah, I would say, yeah, no, yeah, but I then, wouldn't agree then with that. As an ordinary citizen, they can just give anybody's, you know, yeah, information you can't away. Do it. So I think what they did, one of these, I think either retired, I think one of the retired detectives like scoured one of those sites. Looked for this fucking specific type of DNA and traced it to like a great grandparent and went all the way oh, down. Fuck, dude! Like it must have taken forever and found out like a, like somebody who matched who was in the areas this guy would have been in, and it turned out that that's who they, it was him. That's who they dude, arrested him. How scary is that? Because eventually those sites might start selling to organ. You know what I mean? They well, they, I mean already a lot of. Uh, yeah, man, I'm fucking already looking into it, bro. Sam Tripoli. Uh, a lot of people are saying the government's already has access to a lot. Of, they're like, if you do that, I won't do it. You're in for, uh, yeah, I'm. But good. but they did. They were selling your info to pharmaceutical yeah. companies. No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's out of the question. That, but also, if if your family member does it, you're basically in there. Y- yeah, that's true too. Which is scary though, because then you get into this kind of. Uh, uh, what was that fucking movie with the precogs? Uh, the Spielberg movie. Uh, fuck. E.T. <laughs> yeah, E.T. <laughs> God damn it! Right now, someone's screaming, listening to this, being like, "It's the fucking." Uh, Want me to look up Spielberg? Uh, it was the Tom Cruise movie. Schindler's remember? List. Yeah, Vanilla Tom Sky. Cruise. No, <laughs> Spielberg didn't. Top, Minority Report. Top Gun. <laughs> Minority Report. It starts getting into that sort of level where yeah, uh, people are going to be able to just know like instantly I instant identities everywhere you go, everything you do, you'll leave a trail. I mean, not even crimes. I'm just speaking in general. I mean, your phones already do it, but like it's fucking, it's getting absurd. Yeah. It's getting crazy. Speaking of crazy, we got episode 200 coming up yeah. live at the comedy store. And I just talked to Brenton Biddlecombe of all things, comedy a comedian himself. These tickets are selling like hotcakes, guys. You've got to get them in the yeah, next they're, they're, next week or two. I think we're going to be sold out. Yeah, so if you, uh, which is crazy because we're still like uh, two or six weeks out. Yeah, well, thank you for all who've bought. And, Absolutely. Uh, if you want tickets? I recommend getting them before on Eventbrite. Uh, yeah, look us up. You'll be able to find them. We got star-studded cast: it's, Bushman, it's Eleanor June, Kerrigan. Yeah, it's June twentieth in the Belly Room. Eight p.m. Eight p.m. We're starting eight p.m. sharp. Yeah, eight p.m. sharp. We got a seven up cake being made. Possible seven up cake taste test. We got Bush. We got live music. We've got dancing. Andy DeWitt, John J. Little. Yeah. Am I leaving anybody out? Uh Bush, DeWitt, Eleanor, Earl. More Bush. Maybe Feng Shao warming up the crowd at uh, a little before. He called eight. me to do mushrooms with him. He told me that. And then he told me to ask you, and I go, Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> probably not interested. He goes, We'll ask him. 
for me, please, anyway. And I go, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do that for you. If I were to do mushrooms, I can tell you for a fact it would not be with him. I 100% agree. Because <laughs> I would, I, they would easily make me lose my mind, and I would be scared he would kill me. And then he asked me what we were talking about, what we wanted him to do. I told him to listen to episode 191. I thought he was a listener. He, now he might he, be fired. And so he said, well, just tell me. I go, no, listen to me, but you got to listen to the beginning all the way to the end because we sprinkle it throughout. And then call me back after you've listened to it. And he said, fuck you, O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, hey, there you can't, go. Can't work with that kind of attitude. No. Uh, also, who uh, calls somebody and says at last minutes, like, hey, you want to do shrooms in, a, in like 20 minutes? It's That's weird. You got to be like, hey, Wednesday, I'm doing shrooms. Do you want to do them? By the way, I would say no. But it's just, I, once a year, I like to do it as a special occasion with like minded people. And in a locale that is suitable for doing shrooms, meaning the woods, the desert, somewhere completely out of away from people. If you were to ask me as a teenager, like, do you think mushrooms and hallucinogenics will be so prolific when like you're like getting to be middle aged? I would be shocked. No, yeah, I know. Like comedians do. I we know comedians who just like on a Tuesday, like, yeah, I'm on LSD, and you're like, what? See, I, I can't get behind that. I can get I can get behind it being like a special event. I just think it's but gonna, you, older you get, and the more you do stuff like this at that age, it's gonna do shit to your brain. moderation with everything. Yeah, but but just calling me up, being like, I'm like, where are you gonna go? Hang out in your apartment? And no thanks. It sounds horrible. in L. A. Sounds like a nightmare happening. Yeah, sounds like it sounds like one of those things where like uh, MMA fighter boiled it, uh, cut his friend's dick yeah. off and boiled it, which was a real thing because they were on hallucinogenic drugs. They were doing the bath salts for every great from China. For every great like mushroom LSD story, there's that one in a hundred of like someone cuts some guy's head off. That's why I think you got to prepare yourself. You got to do it in the right spot. Also, like if you're just doing a little and you want to get high, fine. But like I, I like to go deep. I like to blast off the <laughs> yeah, heavy waves. I, I, I would be uh, frightened of Feng Chao on mushrooms. Just I don't know what it would do to. Him. I just wouldn't want. Yeah, because I, I, I have a feeling it'd be a lot of talking. Do you know that uh, you, thanks to you, the Dice Man is now uh, Feng Chao's on his radar. Oh, really? It's been uh, Eleanor Kerrigan told him that there's a guy who goes by the Rice Man. <laughs> by the way, he does, he's not adopted the name at all. She's, <laughs> everybody everybody wants him to go by Rice Man. She said, uh, Ryan O'Neill. And the, who? She like, always says she's who. Like, Dice, he's you know no, who he, he is. He doesn't know. He's like, who is he? And she like this, okay. <laughs> and so she's like. He, he only knows me by face. Oh, like, this guy. She's like, he dubbed him the Rice Man. What? Why? <laughs> And she's like, because he's an Asian guy. And she's like, you got to meet him. And he's like, I, why? And so, so he did a video. Dice Man did an Instagram video. One of his, Eleanor and Dice Man's, one of their shtick videos on Instagram. Where they're in the gym where Dice is fucking, he waved, he does the camera move. You get dizzy watching because he like pans yeah. so fast. So it's Eleanor and she's like, you got to meet this guy, Feng Ch What? <laughs> she's like, you got to meet this guy, Feng Chao. Well, Funk, what is this? She's like, he's the rice man. So uh, you're, the movement started. He, I, I think he's going to have to. You may make it where it, it becomes he has to do it. <laughs> he has no choice. I saw the behind the scenes, the making of the Dice Eleanor Instagram videos one night. And uh, qu quite a production going on there. <laughs> Give me the makeup. I need lighting. I see Dice all the time. If I see him, he's like, oh, hey. 
No, no name recognition. Remember whatsoever. when we worked there years and years ago? He was coming in with cameras, yeah, and doing videos. This is pre Instagram and all that, but doing like I remember Maz Jabrani. He had a great. That was a great one. Comic goes up to him, and because I, I was in the lot, so I got to see a lot of these videos being made. There'll be a little bit of a meeting beforehand. Like you come up to me, and they'd be like, "Wait for what?" He'd be like. I'm going to film it. And they're like, like, yeah, just but for do what? it. Yeah, for my video. And they're like, well, what are you going to do? This, this, we're going to do the thing. And it's going to be funny. <laughs> and you're like, okay. And Moz was a guy who I think, it, I don't think he really had, didn't know the Diceman really at all. I mean, obviously, everyone knows he, who he, he is. He knew, yeah, he was like, oh, hey. Yeah, hey, man. Like, yeah. He's, so he's like, okay, uh, here's what we're going to do. The Dice comes up to him, he's like, the guy, if you don't know Maz Jabrani, he's a Middle Eastern comic. Uh, he's from, he's Iranian. Yeah, bald dude, mustache, yeah, or goatee. He's been around. Yeah. Uh, so Dice goes, "You're from the middle," and he's like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, the Middle East." He's like, "You're from the middle?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm from the Middle East." Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> and he goes, "Okay." <laughs> and he goes, "Oh, uh, I think the Maz so like, oh, I'm going there, like I have to do a show, like." I'll be there. I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is that? But it's nice. It's so funny because it's so crazy. He just stays in that character all the time. It's so bizarre. Are you from the middle? What the fuck? It's uh, great. Check out the Dice Man's Instagram if you want to see him. Uh, I think it had 5,000 views. While we're at it, you got to check out Brian Holtzman's Instagram videos. Yeah, They're tremendous. Instagram video of the week, Brian Holtzman finally oh. getting his neck brace off. <laughs> his video is very bizarre. I guess uh, the other night he had shoes on. By the way, if you don't know Brian Holtzman, He's one like of a, the, the comedy store class, the true, true artists of the stand-up world. He is. I, I, you could safely say there's not a single person like him that you'll I, ever see. He's so committed, and when he's on, he is literally probably the funniest person i've ever seen the same thing you just said uh about him that he's just a one in a million one just uh, never yeah uh and the epitome of the comedy story is the triumvirate brody stevens yeah don barris and brian, brian Holtzman, Holtzman, the kings of late night you, if you, I, if, I say the undisputed kings of comedy if you see any of them you'll never forget it whether you love it hate it yeah not, no one's gonna walk away being like well I was, i'm indifferent they're the kind of guys that like a Chappelle will watch holtz and be like that guy's a genius yeah you can't like it's tough to do stuff with him because he's you know he's, he's a little out there the problem is the, what what makes him not able to be mainstream is also what makes him great because he he what do you do with him it's impossible like he's just what he is i saw him in the green room i brought him up uh on wednesday and just that, because sometimes I'm like, I don't know if he knows my name. Like, I, we talk. Yeah. Like, but then one time he thought I was you, because he's like, but then I thought he may have been joking, because it's hard. He's like, hard can be, can be deadpan at times. He's like, because he's like, congratulations on uh, doing Ari's show. And I was like, oh, oh that was, I was like, that wasn't me. That was uh, Ryan. And he like looked at me like, what? I was like, that was Ryan O'Neill. And he's like, uh, you know what? I don't, I don't feel happy about it all anymore. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Uh, so he saw me the other night, and he's like, "I uh, heard uh, Frazier Smith was talking about Ryan O'Neill on the uh, the radio the other night." And I was like, "Oh, really?" He didn't say what it was. He, like he called me, left me a message. Should I play it? <laughs> I don't know. It's insane. He's like, uh, "Hey, uh, this is Barry Katz. Is uh, I work for Barry Katz. Uh, uh, I, I, I want you to write ten things 
that uh, yeah, ten, ten, ten of your strengths, and uh, and then he goes, I heard Fraser Smith say really good things about you on the radio. And I was like, what is he listen to Fraser? I said, I was like, yeah, we used to uh, do a show every week at one in the morning, and he kind of changed the subject. I didn't know whether I should call him back. He goes, I hope this is the right Ryan O'Neill. I was like, what? I didn't because if I call back, I don't know what to say to him. Well, then you, yeah, he's like, oh hey, or like, or the moment passed, and he's like, yeah, like what are you calling me for? And I told Don about it because you know he has the rivalry with him. Yeah, I, he's, I said he called me. I said, Don, you should call him, and you say you stay away from Ryan O'Neill. He's with me. <laughs> so uh, Eleanor Kerrigan told me that I guess on stage Holtzman started talking about his shoes, and she's like, <laughs> I never really like look at his shoes to be honest. Yeah, and so I guess he's like. You know, look at these shoes. And I guess he was wearing Jordans, which is, seems out of character. I got to start looking at his shoes now. This guy's wearing Jordans. So if you know, if you know, if you know anything about Holtzman, he's like, a, I don't know, 50 something year old guy. But, but he, he, but he wears dress, super almost, baggy slacks, uh, like, uh, with pockets that are about two, three feet deep, almost like a members only jacket, but like something that an older man, you know, like an older but man's it, version of that. Yeah. But it, it's almost, uh, uh, suede. Yeah. And then he wears like a, he looks like a used car salesman in the Midwest. Well, then he grew a mustache, which didn't help that. And he has like a pompadour. He has great hair, by the way. He is, because his hair is thick and it's gray and it's slicked back. It's almost like he's an older quagmire from the hair. Yeah. From Family Guy. So, uh, so he starts talking about the shoes and he's like, I got the shoes for free in their Jordans. He's like, the only problem is the size 18s. (laughs) <laughs> which, if, ah! which if you 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 know Brian Holtzman he does not have a size 18 foot there's he's, no way he's what 5'11 foot like, maybe I think his shoe size is like 11 10, she's 10? Like 10 or something at the most dude 18 he's, he's wearing clown shoes so <laughs> <laughs> When I, There's no way. When I heard this, I was dying. She was, and she goes, I looked at his shoes. They were like the big. She was, I don't know how I didn't notice. She's like, because she's like his face. You're just always looking at it because he's just like doing crazy stuff. She's like, they were the biggest shoes I've ever seen in my life. Like fucking huge teeth. And he's walking around. So then Eleanor after is like Brian. Like I'm scared you're gonna like roll your ankle or hurt yourself. I'm not running around. I just gotta, I gotta fucking shuffle to my car after the show. <laughs> size 18. Who goes in the free shoes? Oh, size 18s, no problem. I asked if he was wearing shoes in the shoes to make them stick. Like, dude, how, you can't wear. My dad, I think, wore 16s or 15s, and I tried them on, and I wear an 11 and a half. Dude, they, you would, you. There's no way you could wear them. He's wearing three sizes bigger. If you wore a 15, your an 18 would be huge on you. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's a huge shoe. Wow. Wearing, it's almost double the size he wears. <laughs> yeah, she said he held it up to his foot, and she's like, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> He's wearing fucking ski boots. And to him, though, he like rationalizes it. Like, eh, they're great shoes. They're free. Well, yeah, he said, yeah, I, I couldn't turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. I said, what is this friend fucking play for the Lakers? Like, who's this friend that is 18 laying around? 
And so she said, like, what's with the shoes? And he's like, the mustache and the shoe, they're becoming a thing. <laughs> he said, like, it's his fucking Oh, my God. <laughs> Even David Taylor couldn't get. And I think he wears 15. 15 or 16, I believe. Yeah. yeah, those would be big on him. Yeah. And you, anybody wears shoe two those, sizes those too big. Those are big fucking shoes. I don't know them. how he walks around. Who did he get them from? I don't know. Are they, like, old NBA shoes? I have no idea. Who the fuck wears an 18? What percentage of population wears an 18? I would say, like... 0.1%. Very slim. Yeah, 18, I think, is big for the NBA, probably. Yeah. What size Shaq wear? Like 20 or 22. Which is, you're talking a seven-foot man. Yeah. And Holtzman's what, 5'11", 6? Maybe 6. Maybe I mean, five, he's not, I, yeah. I don't think he's not like, yeah, I've he, shaken, he, 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 you know what? I've shaken hands with him. He doesn't have huge I hands. Think he might be shorter than we think. Sometimes you picture Holtz because he's so larger than life. Yeah, like, yeah, he was six foot nine. He's five seven. Yeah. <laughs> but size is the fucking, it's the best thing I've Dude, ever I gotta heard. start looking at his shoes from now on. If I see, if I'm in like a Ross or Marshalls and I see a size 18. Try it on. No, I'll, I'll buy it for give it to him. Oh, free. We just, you know what we should do? Just bombard him with shoes that are only 18. I, I couldn't say no. Or 20s. I found a 25. <laughs> I was, if the guy's wearing a size fucking 18. And he wears a 10 or 11. Shoo. That's great, man. What a fucking, what a treat. <laughs> what a treat. There's ne- He's I never said something that has not just been an addition to the legend that he is. I can't wait. It's not a normal thing in his life. I'm dying to see him next because I hope he has a mo- like. I'm dying Step to- on the front of his wait, foot. I'm just dying to see them in person. Yeah. Somebody runs over his hey, Don't worry. I got like eight inches here. <laughs> yeah, you can run over the four feet of his shoe. Wow. Yeah, it's... Uh, That's a real... I'm glad that you brought that up because that really tickles, tickles me. <laughs> He's got comedy shoes now He's that like, are basically clown shoes. He, he just tops himself every time you see him. Yeah, just when you think, you're like, how can he... Like, I've got this guy kind of figured out. Yeah, like I, I've seen it. I've seen everything he's got to offer. He comes out with something. I mean, he just joined Instagram out of nowhere. He, he always will do something crazy that you don't expect. He should be on Ari's new show, <laughs> Something Crazy. <laughs> you're wearing size 18, though? I, I can't believe it. He should just do something like that where he just goes spends a day with insane comics. <laughs> like comics like off the, like almost underground comics yeah. because like. Instead a, of something's burning, something's crazy. <laughs> uh, so Bert, what, 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 Bert should have Holtzman on something's burning. He could uh, pour, he could pour, make something in the shoe. He would, he would either be. He could be, make pasta, a bowl of pasta in his shoe. You could eat. <laughs> he, 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 maybe he puts like leftovers in the front of the shoe. Oh, you know so those guys in Australia do what's called the Shoey, where they pull the beer in. Uh, Bert did it. You could drink. You would it's die. Like a, it's like a keg. You would die. <laughs> it's a pony keg for feet. <laughs> you would fucking, it would just not stop. It's a pitcher. Uh, that something burning with Holson was either be the the, utter, the biggest greatest disaster of all time, or most one of the most brilliant <laughs> TV things. I've it ever is seen. hard to say what you're gonna get. You don't always have to do five episodes with them <laughs> and take your top one, or just splice together, have them wear the same outfit. And cut together really one episode. Do like a, he should do a Don Barris, Brian Holtzman, something burning. Oh, my God. Dude, we should talk to Bert about this. I know he doesn't know either of them, but and it would also have to be something where Bert kind of just watches from the sideline because it would be. He would have to, I think, go to the store late night for like a couple, like kind of watch what they, you know. He should do it on stage. It should be a late night something's burning. Alive at the comedy <laughs> store. A live cooking demonstration. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think that would be uh, it. Would be interesting. 
It would definitely be, different than anything he's done. If he wants to do like a wild card one, one that's just going to be hilarious, like who knows what's going to happen, because it could be one of the it could be one of the greatest things ever. I'll text him. I don't know. He's in Europe. I think. I but, uh, at this point, I would say I'll just let it go. If we run into him, I would bring yeah. it up. I don't know if it's worth texting. <laughs> it's the type of thing though. Like we'll, he, we'll completely he, forget it. People will probably tweet it, but I'll remember. We should just tweet. You know, tweet Bert. But he, he like His at this Twitter, point, though, is so fucking. It's true. I I think because uh, sometimes he doesn't get back to Ari forever. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, so it's like well, and he's on tour. I but we will run into him probably. He's the big boss man, which we'll I remember. said to him when I saw him in person, and he looked at me like I was crazy. And then someone interrupted interrupted the conversation, so I didn't even get to explain it. And I, he gave me a look like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And then I was like, it was like, and I was gonna say like your guys' trip to Aspen or whatever you were, uh, Utah, or yeah, Utah, Park City, yeah, yeah. And then you're like someone else though, like, and I was like, oh, that, that came up. I feel like sometimes when you and he's in that uh, room, like he is probably fielding so many questions and everything that I feel like he's in like a in a separate zone, very yeah. removed. Because when I see him there, like we don't really talk much. But then if you see him privately in like a small gathering, like he'll you know you'll have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's cut, like I said, like other guys, like people, yeah. and I was like, all right, and it kind of he, but it, the whole weekend was about the big boss, man. Yeah, yeah, the whole week. Yeah, no, he was like, what he, he like looked at me like so. He gave me the weirdest look, and I was like, all right, that didn't. We haven't been on that show in a long time. Yeah, Maybe at some point we should go. Right, but the part of me is also like, we did the five and a half hours. We're not going to go? top it. I, Just we may have to do a twenty-four hour pool cast from his pool. <laughs> we spend a day with him. <laughs> he's now. You see, he's growing weed. Yeah, I saw that. What is he, Steve O'Neill? <laughs> he has like eight weed plants. He's so kids who are like in his backyard. You know our uh, oh our old house in uh, in Valparaiso was turned into an Airbnb or not? It was turned into a bed and breakfast. You should go stay at. And these fucking cunts they should, they wrote. Give you a discount. No, they wrote. They wrote about it in the article, and the guy said what he found this house it was uh, neglected and dilapidated. You piece of shit! That fucking house was so my mom. Made that house so fucking beautiful. I it was like he was like trying to drum Why, up business. Is he just trying to like create a narrative? Yes, exactly. And I was so pissed. I sent it to my brother and sister, and they were like, <laughs> like, they're like we should fucking. I don't know if you could take legal action, but like all these articles talked about it. And I and if you look at so look at if I'm not going to give you the address, but if anybody ever stumbles upon it, you can look at when when my mom put it up for sale. Look at the inside. And now look at what this guy's done to it. And in my personal opinion, the way we had it, way classier, way nicer, way more beautiful. This guy put a hot tub in the backyard. You should have Dr. Nova go stay there and maybe give it a negative review. Well, also, he did a write-up about the house's history. And uh, in 1987, it talks about how my dad and mom took over the house. And then he wrote that my dad uh, was, uh, was a real eccentric was known as a, very, a real eccentric, which you didn't even know him. How the fuck? Wh- my family was pissed. Or my sister and brother were pissed. Like, what are you going putting in your... Fa- what, what is my dad being an eccentric? By the way, I wouldn't describe him as an eccentric necessarily. Well, like, none of that's going to make anyone stay. You know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. not... It, it's just, I don't it was know. It's almost like a shot at the family yeah, it's for odd. some odd reason. And then they also wrote how there used to be a cow in the backyard, a calf, much to the ire of the neighbors. Which, uh, not true, one. Two, how does that have to do with the house history? 
Like, what what does that do? You didn't get into the personal lives of the guy that built the fucking house. You didn't get into the personal lives of the guy who took over the house after that. But then you're like, what is my dad being, uh, quote unquote, which I don't agree, as an eccentric, uh, have to do with the fucking house's history? Who even, like, reads that shit? It's like, whether you're going to stay somewhere or not. It's not like, let me read the fucking fine print backstories of, like, who cares? It really came up to this point where he was trying to build a fucking narrative. You're absolutely correct on that. Like, it was like, look at here's this... You know, they he wants to have a more interesting backstory to yeah. the house than it is to it sounds drum like up he's business. A step away from being like it's been rumored to be haunted. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't doubt like if that. that comes up next. Like it, it seems like he's grasping. It's like what can I do to be appeal? And it's like I don't think it, that's going to help. Yeah, it's like fuck you. I don't want. It sounds like this business could be uh, could be down. I don't. I don't know. But. He ju- he literally just opened. That's oh, why okay. the article came. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to say, I mean, you'll be able to find it, but I don't want people to go attack. Part of me wants people to go attack. And part of me is like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want, because it's not worth it. The guy put a lot of time and money into the house to get it up. I don't want him his business room, but I am offended that um, how he described the house when he stumbled upon it to buy it. And also, also he was difficult to deal with with that. Maybe uh, Eric Heights is a silent partner with this guy. <laughs> One of his many uh, sponsors. It's the ultimate revenge. <laughs> <laughs> so well guess what uh tom i get to do especially you can become a special part of a club i get to block you he should well he should just start a, a separate club of people that he's blocked probably <laughs> way more people that actually follow him now <laughs> this is what you should do uh this is your ultimate revenge i saw this and i, I thought of your your family for sure this has been a, a story for a while this is the burlington free press burlington uh, code factory free press <laughs> yeah taylor sent me this but a lot of people sent me barb sent me this but it's been kind of a, a fluid story. So uh, if you're in Vermont, if you, it says if you're driving down Route 128 between Westford and Fairfax, very specific, uh, there's a seven-foot-tall sculpture of a raised middle finger <laughs> carved from a 700-block pound of pine, and it's perched atop a 16-foot pole on the property of a guy named Ted Pelkey, old Teddy Pelkey. <laughs> And it's uh, he even has it lit up at night, so, ah! so it can be so it can what, be seen. What happened? He got in a battle with the town. Oh, I love it! And he fucking went crazy. They wouldn't. Uh, so he uh, put this thing up in protest of a long-running dispute with the town of Westford. Uh, the town's development review board denied Pelkey a permit for an eight thousand square foot garage she wants to build on his eleven-acre property. It's a big uh, ass garage. He spent four thousand dollars on the middle finger sculpture carved in Vermont by an artisan. He declined to name. He didn't want to say who it was. I, don't, I guess he didn't want to get the guy in trouble or woman. Uh, he said, "I've been trying to put a business there for the past ten years. It's just never ending. They're railroading us real good." So he felt he was the victim of government bureaucracy. Yeah, man. Fuck that fucking town. And so he said, fuck He's you. got 11 acres. Let him do whatever the fuck he wants. Remember, it used to be you could build whatever the fuck you wanted on your goddamn house. The government didn't say, well, you yeah, know, you can't do that. Fuck you. John Little also would love this man. Would shake his hand. Oh, but for sure. I bet you got no fire. You got no smoke detectors in there, do you? I like your style. Oh, wait, all your cars have the seatbelts cut off? <laughs> You're fucking true American, sir. <laughs> uh, so this guy's business is currently located in a nearby town where he says he's running out of space. I'm assuming he does some sort of uh, something with cars. But he has 11 know. acres. It's not like it's going to be some eyesore. Pretty decent amount. Oh, it says his main business is cleaning spools for a monofilament line company, whatever that means. Uh, Pelkey and his son uh, also do truck repair on the side. He said, it's a low-impact thing of the business. We have such little traffic, you'd wonder if we were even open. 
Like he's like, it's not going to interfere with it. Yeah. Uh, Allison Hope, the chair of the Westford Select Board, said Pelkey's application for a building permit fell short of the points it needed to score uh, whoa, in the review po- process. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, notice of the decision. Wait a second. I just I hate these sites. If you like touch anything, they send you to some completely different yeah. fucking. I just did that. Hold, it's fine. Hold one second, dude. I hate that. Oh, he he fell short. Why don't you just say? Yeah, we're not giving a fuck. I hate this fucking doublespeak. I hate, I hate that they don't give you the fucking truth of the matter. Then they even get more murky. They said there's a variety of reasons for the denial, including that the application does not describe the proposed use of the structure. and It doesn't include the necessary information about lighting. He wants a garage, by the way. I don't know. He's probably not making crystal meth in there. He's probably not fucking uh, making uranium. So what? I don't know. What he, he wants to fuck. What if he put he wants to fuck sheep in there? I don't know what the <laughs> fuck to tell you. Uh, this lady said uh, about the sculpture, he apparently can do what he's done. She's upset. I think they looked into Good. it because they said it's his property. You can put whatever the yeah. fuck he wants. Uh, they, they, looked, they said they looked at uh, zoning regulations and there was nothing the town could do to stop the middle finger from you, being raised. You know raised. they desperately wanted to. Yeah. Uh, it's not advertising a business or service, so it's not a billboard. Uh, Hope said, which are banned in Vermont. So this guy like, looked into like, what can I get away with? And oh, I forgot this was Vermont. They yeah. do a fucking strict. So this, I like the fact there's no billboards. I do like that part. So but, this uh, uh, falls under the category of public artwork, <laughs> which is great. Which, you know, where anywhere else they wouldn't allow this. But since it's Vermont, there's a bunch of hippie fucks. They're fucking definitely. They're like, well, I don't know. She said the Pelkies can do what they like to exercise their free speech with the laws and regulation. These people. Are- this is probably coming a tourist attraction. I would, I would get, this seems like it's more disruptive than giving the guy his business. Yeah, I know, and I agree. I love that he figures, you know what? Fuck you. Here we go. <laughs> uh, this guy has- This the, is what this town's going to be known for. This guy's had a lawyer for the past six years. Uh, I'm assuming it's in regards only to this. Uh, his lawyer said, I think what I would say is he doesn't feel like the town of Westford has given him a fair shake. Uh, his lawyer appealed the Development Review Board's uh, decision. Uh, still waiting for a decision from the board. He declined to comment on what he discussed in the mediation. Yeah, man. That's like old Valparaiso. And uh, I guess Kid Rock has somehow got wind of this. And he's like, oh, man, I need one of those middle. He, he wants one oh, of the. Dude, this <laughs> artist is going to become a millionaire. Off this. He wants one of them himself on his property. That's cool. Uh, so, yeah. So there you go. This Ted Pelkey telling Vermont to go s- to suck his dick. That is uh, <laughs> that is something that. We would have done, but, dude. That's when the when a town doesn't like you and they want you out. It's it's fucking. They do all kinds of shitty. They did so much shitty shit to my parents because they didn't like the Valparaiso Motel. It was fine in the seventies, eighties, and even the nineties. But two thousand, they wanted it to become a quote unquote like tourist destination. Who the fuck wants to go to Valparaiso? And so they're like, this is an eyesore. We don't and, and be, forget that a family is 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 making a lifestyle off of this, like making a living, putting kids through college. They just didn't want the fucking. They thought that since it was on a major highway and so many thousands of people passed in a day, they didn't want. They thought it gave Valparaiso a bad image. Well, fuck you. You should have put the big middle finger. Would have been. You're like that's a tourist. That'd be great. Tourist, Instead of a sign, the tourist attraction. Oh, dude. They. I mean, they. They had uh, so many things that they tried to get the uh, beautification board luckily i think we were grandfathered in but 
they had a picture of that once when I spray painted coming soon Ryan O'Neill on our billboard that was uh, for rent <laughs> and they used that against uh, my parents because <laughs> they're like, they're like, they're like Wait, he hasn't come yet <laughs> <laughs> don't worry I'm coming right on your face Valpo it's false advertiser that's what they were upset by the way about. I like the people of Valpo I hate the fucking the fucking whatever the government of Valpo can suck my dick by the way, I don't know. Did you see this? Frankie uh, sent us something on Twitter. He said we need to ask Bushman about this. Is a, apparently, a place in Liberia, I think, named Monrovia, called Chocolate City. Oh, I mean, is that real? I don't know. We it's on have... a map right here. I'll look it up. Is is it because they make chocolate? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's like Willy Wonka lives there. Oh, the best chocolate. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Sometimes you get a diamond in the chocolate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every weekend I was in Chocolate City. Oh, Let me man. See. I'm going to look yeah, it up. Yeah, Mr. Hershey going to Chocolate yeah, here City. It is. Chocolate City is a town in uh central northern suburb of Monrovia, Liberia. So it's in a suburb? Yeah, it contains the Elizabeth Blunt School and the uh, Francis Freeman Elementary. Why, where's chocolate come from in this? I don't know. We, a, we should ask Bush. Is this live, a racial thing? At or the live show. A, ask him if he's ever been to Chocolate City. We need to come up with a list of questions that that we have to ask him um, it, so we can keep... Because the, the thing about Bush is since we're going to have... It's a very specific amount of time. We oh, want to hit. The, we want to hit the strong points. Yeah, and sometimes Bush is a slow starter. We should almost do a stopwatch, Bush. Give us one minute on your thoughts on, and then go, and then we stop him. But he would be like, "I'm in." He asks like a question. You're like, "All right, the minute's up. Yeah. We got to move on to the next subject." Uh, so we'll get yeah, Chocolate, Chocolate City. City. I've never never heard of that. Oh yeah, we lived in the suburbs, Chocolate City. Oh yeah, the 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 geese there they laid Cadbury eggs. Oh yeah, you're like Bush, every what? night we had chocolate. Look at Aaron. He doesn't believe me. Like Bush, it's a lot of this sounds crazy. Yeah, it's the it's the tooth it's the tooth cavity capital of the world. No dentists are allowed in Chocolate City. It's the sister city of Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> We're going to rock down to Chocolate city, city Avenue. Avenue. Whoa, whoa! I was dude, that scared the shit out of me. I thought it was the fucking Golden State Killer. He's seventy eight. I would still be scared of him though. Yeah, he's because you know why he has no fear, and just he's, you know he has an appetite for fucking yeah. It's scary when you see guys who don't care whether they live or die sort of thing. What do you tell uh, the granddaughter? Like, hey, where did uh, grandpa go? Uh, oh, he raped 50 women. Jesus, dude. That's a real, like, that could ruin that girl's life. Uh, yeah, it's ruined. When you know that DNA is in your city, you know, you're like, do I have kids? Do I want to have no, kids? No, I know. Like, it's, it's a crazy thing. Yeah. I would probably, I don't know if I... I mean, I don't know if the serial killer gene passed down or... Yeah, I don't know. 75 long road truckers, dude, <laughs> or serial killers. Did you hear about this one that we can get out of here? Jeremy, uh, a.k.a. Howard Moon, sent this. The Moon. I love the Moon. He's always on top of it. He's very interactive. Indiana too. native. Is he? Yeah. He's, he's got some funny stuff He's a guy who lives too. in uh, Terry Hope. Okay. Um, I don't know if he's from there, but he lives there. Uh, have you heard about this? It's made big news. This is uh, Fox. Burger King is, uh, they're trying to combat Happy Meals. And the, the, no. Dude, fast food has gone so fucking bizarre. We've done some stuff. Uh, yeah. Del Taco's doing the soap. KFC's making hot tubs. KFC has a line of male uh, dancers for I a Mother's that. Day campaign. It's just getting that. fucking bizarre. 
Uh, they're like exotic, these jacked guys with their shirts off. It's, it's Everyone's just going crazy. ponying up for the a little piece of the uh, pie that I guess is is it shrinking? Well, I think why are they it, getting so desperate? I think as people become more health conscious, but they but but these they still do like healthy choices now. Well, that and that, that gets into this and this, but so Burger King has announced. Also, I feel like people are getting unhealthier. Like, isn't the obesity epidemic only rising? Yeah, it's true. So they feel that they're going after McDonald's as Happy Meal. I guess Burger King's like I don't have they what ever do done. They have. I don't know. They if must they, have something. They must have like a kids meal. I don't know what they call yeah, it. They, they, there's no way that they just let the Happy Meal go for like 30 years and didn't retaliate in any way. So their big thing is is they're like, well, we're making our own thing for adults, and no one's happy all the time. They said in a press release. So they're doing real meals. That's what they're dubbing them. <laughs> what is this? Shit? You're you're able to order a Whopper based meal box in a variety of different moods, and uh, Happy is not one of them. You go fuck yourself, Burger King. <laughs> who's who's like? What is this? This is a mood ring of meals. It's so stupid. Oh, it's blue. I'm feeling sad. So the mood options include pissed, blue, pissed. S- no, no, legit pissed. Pissed. It'll say pissed. Yeah. Like, give me a pissed meal. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you want me to piss what, on these guys go rogue? What if you have a guy who's foreign? He's like, oh, they want me to piss on the food, and they piss all over. I don't want Whopper. no piss. <laughs> don't piss. Don't piss on Whopper. Oh yeah, I love to piss. Yeah, more piss. I'm from Chocolate City. These guys have gone off the rails. They've gone rogue. Their marketing is I don't know who's doing it. Why it's don't they do crazy. cunty? Feeling a little <laughs> cunty today. Yeah, pissed, blue, salty. Yes. Why? <laughs> Dude, what focus group did they use for this? They have DJAF. Don't give a fuck. Oh, no way. <laughs> this is crazy. I feel like Burger King's about ready to close down. We should How go in. How in the fuck is this a thing? We should go into Burger King. If we had our uh, up and running all things comedy show, I, we should. My, my buddy's dad used to own nine <laughs> Burger Kings. We should, we should, if we had one, I would like to go in there on video and order a crazy horny. Yeah. <laughs> <Mood> box. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do, you, do you have a? Do you have a? How hard is your rock hard cock meal? <laughs> that's a, I'm feeling. That's the mood I'm in right now. Yeah. Is I want to know how hard your rock hard cock is. Uh, can I get a greasy asshole happy meal? Can I get the uh, the anal pounder? <laughs> Dude, no way. I'm gonna get. Uh, yeah, give me a cock whopper. I'm gonna get. I think I may be schizophrenic, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Can I get the shit box? Can I get a uh, day after mushrooms? <laughs> I'm feeling a little down. Uh, can I get the suicide whopper (laughs) this is so crazy this makes no it makes no sense it seems like such a fucking stretch like it seems like such a like I feel like they're on the cusp of bankruptcy because this seems like so extreme like if you told me like there was some sort of weird movie plot that like a child was somehow like left in a will and it took over like I wouldn't be shocked this is like, like an 11 year old like oh I'll, I'll I have ideas this is like that guy that worked at Paramount uh and his four-year-old son created that an that idea movie. for that movie yeah. monster truck what if there were real monsters and monster trucks yeah and, and then they made the movie and it bombed terribly like everyone, oh maybe we shouldn't let four-year-olds make movie decisions so are they are they here is their line of thinking like mcdonald's is going to be for the kids and burger king's going to be for the adults why don't they start putting titty meals like or you get a <laughs> you pornographic can, movie you with can it eat them off Somebody's yeah. t- or they serve them. Or in- the wrapped in porno paper. Or like we are giving dildos away with every fifth whopper. Yep. 
Or they they may have a chocolate dildo uh, dessert. Why not you have a fucking mayonnaise dispenser that's shaped like a dick and it shoots it out onto your burger? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go crazy? Let's go crazy. What if you have to be 18 and over to even go in the drive-thru of Burger King? <laughs> There's like a beaded, the drive-thru bead. Yeah, it's scratch your Adults car. only. Like a porno theater or rental. Can I get the DGAF? Can I get the DTF? I'm down to fuck right now, Whopper. I'm down to food. (laughs) So stupid. What? And by the way, you know there are idiots who love this. Who are like, oh, I can't wait to go in there and order the DGAF. I'm pissed. Give me that pissed meal. Let me get that TGI Friday. I feel bad for the employees because they're only opening themselves up for ridicule from high school kids at the drive-thru. Dick. Yeah. People doing shtick, fucking dads who are bored. Shtick should be one. Shtick this in your ass. <laughs> Can I get uh, trying to be morbidly obese? <laughs> Can I get the Eric Heights? Oh, dude, what a disaster. It's just, it's insane. They, and so uh, they couldn't, for PR, they teamed up with the Mental Health America. Yeah, who, the retarded mental health. <laughs> uh, for Mental Health Awareness Month. They like... To encourage people to be and feel their own way. This sounds like they're mocking mental illness it's, or health. It's They say with the pervasive nature of social media, there's so much pressure to appear happy and perfect. Is there? I don't well, think there is. Hey, Burger King, why don't you keep your fucking dick out of my business, you piece of shit? <laughs> yeah, I don't want you... Di- my mood. This my mood has nothing to do with you. My, hungry is the only mood you should be concerned with. They don't give a fuck about your mental health. They're there no. to sell... Burgers, you fucks. You want to help mental health? Why don't you give free fucking food to people who have mental health problems? I'll go in there. I'll be like, dude, I'm insane. Give me some fucking food. <laughs> take your take the profits out of it, and let's see how much you care about mental health. Don't get out of fuck. here. It's a fucking promotion, and you're like, well, no, we're here to help mental health. This has nothing to do with our bottom line. This is all. This is also kind of indicative of where they're at. So this came on the heels of another big announcement, which uh, they revealed that their plans to make a. It's called the Impossible Burger. And that's a plant- I'm dropping, I just dropped my mic that's on a, purpose because this is a, a fucking stupid. Plant-based Whopper. Uh, a, they're like, hey, vegetarians and vegans need our delicious shitty food. I feel like the I feel like the shit that they put in to make it taste like a... Because I had one of these once because uh, I think it was the only thing... I think we bought one as an experiment. And the list of ingredients to make something taste like a burger must be way more harmful than actually eating a burger. Here's what's it, according to this, this is what's in it. It's uh, soy protein, coconut oil, and heme. Is that a typo? Is that hemp? I don't so know. This is a plant based. But, there's, but plant. there's a lot of things they put in there to bond it and to give it texture yeah, and color. Dog and, shit's one of them. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I wouldn't have believed. It might be like the uh, secretions from the anal gland of a beaver, like perfume. <laughs> on the way over here, I had NPR on for a minute. During the day, it can be hard to swallow some of their stuff. But, I, uh, I like NPR listening to it because it enrages me. I, it's sitting in there screaming. Sometimes I feel like uh, Bill Burr and I would get along amazingly. <laughs> you should pull up next to each other, both screaming at the same time. Like, you listen to NPR? I'm listening to NPR too. And then I come home and talk to Abby and she's like, and then she'll be like, I can't take this anymore. You can't talk to me about stuff. Cause I'm like, you know what I fucking heard at NPR? She's like, stop listening to NPR. Just turn it off. You're like those people who like listen to Howard Stern to get enraged about like that. Yeah. It's pornographic. It's like, just but stop listening. 40% of the stuff I actually enjoy. Like I like hearing things about the business. I like hearing, but then, and then the other 60% is just enraging. So uh, they were saying a company, they were talking about this very thing about like these Del Taco, I think one of the Mexican fast food places is doing a plant-based taco. 
uh they they like they're like young younger americans or they uh they're they're like how they worried about global warming and worried about blah 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 i mean but they, they don't eat hot tacos I that, don't know. that's the thing is like don't eat fast food also concerned, fast but. food i mean you know what if you want to stop with all if you want to do something good for the climate stop wasting food we waste a third of our fucking food yeah so uh, they said this company that just uh, went public, this like that makes veggie this sort of shit. They said it, they, it, it, the stock went so fucking crazy right away that it's being evaluated at three billion. The company, no way. three billion. They're like, eventually it's going to come down. Should have gotten in Earth. on that. They're like, it's insane. They're like, they're like we have like very rarely do you see once a they announced like they were teaming with them to make these things. I think that yeah, this is the company that like I wow. guess is providing a lot of the uh, these companies. And it just it who went, would have thought that the went one, crazy one of the more volatile industries would be uh, meat substitute <laughs> manufacturers. <laughs> McDonald's, I guess, is not getting on board uh, as of yet, but we'll see. They'll succumb to the pressure. So they said McDonald's is so much bigger in terms of like uh, restaurants, and they like to do it. It would take like a long time. Like Burger King could roll it out fast. I always felt like Burger King had an identity crisis. Like McDonald's was good. Wendy's was like always the always like the third. But but they were comfortable being the bronze. What I th- Wendy's though, what they did well was like, yeah, they're like, we know what we are and who we came. Like we we're not going to try. Like Burger King, McDonald's competed. And Wendy's goes, I'll just take the, your leftovers, your yeah, sloppy thirds. Remember when they were serving fucking baked potatoes and oh, like yeah, the eighties? They had the bar. Their, their French fries were completely different. They had a fucking frosty. Yeah, they they did their own shit. Which Dave I, Thomas they, was brilliant. He was doing square burgers. No he, one does the square burger. Yeah. He wasn't chasing anybody. He was like, ah, third place. I'm still making a pretty good living. When McDonald's just had such good branding with Grimace yeah. and Ronald McDonald, like Burger King's never. They've always been looking for they something have the like Burger that. Burger King now. Yeah, the shitty king with that stupid head, yeah. and the, the, the crowns that idiots wear. And the, the Whopper. It was always gross. I mean, they were all the Very, burgers uh, were gross. The Whopper is a very specific it's juicy <laughs> it's very juicy, juicy. <laughs> that was a good point for oh uh, yeah good good uh <laughs> good time to walk in talking about how juicy whoppers are uh my wife who doesn't want to be mentioned on the podcast just walked through the door <laughs> i don't blame do you want to say hi to people hi <laughs> we're gonna alter her voice so you can't we're text. actually done in two minutes we're just talking about juicy whoppers are <laughs> how do you feel about whoppers going plant-based they have plant-based Whoppers, and also they're also doing uh, well mood instead of happy meals. They're doing mood meals. Pissed is one of them. Yeah, don't give a f- and don't yeah. give a. F- uh, just the same, same food. <laughs> just it says pissed on the outside. They make it angrily. It seems like a stretch, does it not? I feel like it's a little bit of a stretch. Okay, yeah. It'll uh, well, that's contrary to our belief. <laughs> we think they're going to go bankrupt. <laughs> the Whopper, for me, the downfall was just the very specific. It like kind of like you get like a hangover. Yeah, yes. and the taste, and you like the, it's a weird lingering. Because I think it was different than the Big Mac. Uh, because I felt like they were trying to top the Big Mac, the Whopper, so they just loaded more sauces and like piled it higher. Yeah, it's, it's very sloppy. Yeah, <laughs> like the Big Mac's McDonald's, right? Yeah. Okay. I like the Big Mick from uh, McDaniel's from coming <laughs> from to Mc- America. McDowell's. McDowell's. Excuse me, <laughs> McDaniel's. Uh, same thing. Someone should open a McDowell's. They do a pop up shop at Fat Sal's in Hollywood. 
I can't. I you know because they're going to do Coming to America too. I guess it's in production it or sounds, starting. Sounds crazy. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work out, but it's I, gonna I hope great. McDowell's is like up now a national franchise. It's going to be it. great or terrible. Louis Anderson, I hope reprises his role. I hope he reprises his role, but as his role in in baskets. <laughs> but oh, you could do his role in baskets, but he's still washing yeah. the lettuce. Yeah. But now as a woman. But now he's he's trans. Yeah, which would be great. That'd be fucking fun. Oh. His his character in Baskets one of the greatest characters of the past decade. It's such a great comeback late. In Kenny career. Powers, Louis Anderson in Baskets, and Stevie from uh, Oh Stevie Janowski <laughs> from Eastbound and Down. I mean, three of the greatest TV characters of of all up there with they're up there with Michael Scott from The Office <laughs> and fucking Kramer from Seinfeld, B. Arthur from Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> was her name Dorothy? Dorothy, I think so. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, there's a, a Golden Cruise, uh, Golden Girls boat cruise you can go on now. Is so it crazy how like these specific like who I would guess people would go on that? I Have like, they ever done a prequel to Golden Girls? I brought this up to somebody. They're like, you should do that. I go, yeah, because I have the rights to the Golden Girls, and also I, I guess like Sex in the City would probably. Be oh, I think I probably. Yeah, people I think it's put like that it's inspired by. I think that people, yeah. I don't know who's who. I, don't people, I was like, there's got to sure be people somebody have done articles it. on it. Like, who's, yeah. who's which? Yeah, we should do uh, an all-black uh, Little People version of prequel of Golden Girl. We should do a sequel to Little People Big World. We should do a prequel. How how Matt, oh, Matt, how how Matt. Matt met Amy. This is before, And this is like before he's in the wheelchair, before he's using the crutches. You show him at the conventions when he's tearing it up, and then he meets her, and his friends are like, Hey man, you you know used to be fun. Now you're kind of lame. This, ah, you know, I met a woman. I'm gonna settle down. I'm gonna build a pirate ship. Dude, Matt Roloff should people that are complaining like I can't get a job. I'm not getting paid enough for. I'm lazy. They should look at Matt Roloff. Here's a guy. He's Eric in a Heitz. fucking wheelchair. Eric Heights should look at Roloff. He's a he's a major success. He wears his red sweater. He's major got a fucking, look. fucking success. Before we get out of here, happy birthday to Jake. Happy 19th birthday to Kieran. Whoa, and Kieran. Then, not the same. You're a little young to be listening to the show, but happy birthday. He's old enough. He's 19 now. He's a man. Emerson uh, sent a sweet picture of himself with GSP. Uh, he played baseball at McGill in uh, Canada. GSP went to an event that I guess oh, his really? team was at. That's cool. Claims he spoke to him in a Nick Diaz voice the whole time. I don't know if I believe that or not. He said GSP seemed odd. I can see GSP. Ah, this is very strange. Uh, is this your real voice or are you doing this as a character? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Emerson. Uh, he he said he sent it to me before. I don't recall ever seeing uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't see it. I apologize if uh, if I did see it. Also, listen to Beach Cops. Um, yeah, somebody, episode eleven. Oh, hold on. I have I have to read something uh, as a promotion for Beach Cops. Is, that, is it from Beardo? He had a great uh, tweet about it. Uh, all right, he had a great tweet for sure. And this was on Reddit. I found. Hang okay. O'Neill's walking away. I'm alone. I'm I'm terrified. Right now, I feel like uh, Ron Burgundy when uh, when he was fed the wrong information on the teleprompter. Uh, this is from the Reddit subreddit that that is the Danish O'Neill subreddit that somebody started a while ago. Uh, somebody asked a question. Hey, I'm considering joining the Patreon to listen to the podcast. I was wondering what they cover and if it's similar to the DNO podcast. And a bunch of people wrote back. It's like Boner City 2.0. But my one of my favorites was. This guy wrote, it takes a physical toll on your mind and body. That's not an exaggeration. Everyone here will back that up. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like 
They love it. Uh, here's what Beardo has to say on Twitter. Beach Cops number 11 has the best and most plentiful farts of any podcast I've ever heard. Big congrats to Zach Lunch, Danish O'Neill, and DeWitty. Uh, so if that doesn't intrigue yeah. you, I mean, that's saying a lot. There have been some, uh, the last couple episodes, and I tell Courtney when I go home, she doesn't really, she doesn't listen to the show, so she's yeah. like, doesn't really, she's like, what is it, like, what, what is are you it? doing I, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know how to describe it. So I've it. tried to describe it, and then I said, I like, I've been telling her about the increase in fart volume uh, and frequency, and she's like, doesn't it smell? And I was like, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a small room. It gets hot in there. It gets real. It's hot right now. Dude, it is... We can't do three hours. The last in the episode eleven months, was three summer hours. Summer months, one of us may die recording Beach Cops. Well, he has the he's got that AC. Yeah, he, has he a, doesn't he, turn he, it on for. He's summer. like, yeah, I have central air. And it's like, yeah, we, we yeah, wanna, may, yeah, you have it, but it's just there as a prop because may, you're not using it. They want to turn it on. Um, and it, the last one was three hours long. Yeah, and at the end, it got so <laughs> insane. Oh, I, and want, I don't think we could do three hours anymore. I might start taking... Two, two to two and a half is our sweet spot. I might have to take a Lyft or an Uber there because when I, I get out, I feel like I almost can't... Dr- I'm not drinking. I'm not doing any drugs. You know what we should do? We should. Sp- we got to do a drinking one. Yeah, to get real crazy. Like maybe the, maybe Tuesday. Does uh, Andy D drink? Yeah, remember he's oh, yeah, drinking... He, oh, yeah, he'll uh, drink there. Whiskey there. We should have him... I mean, do, you don't have to... It doesn't have to be beer. Should have some of his... What is it? Kratom? Whatever I'm going to drink is. some wine. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs to drink something completely different to give them a, a different buzz. I'm gonna drink malt liquor and just get fucking crazy. <laughs> You'll hate yourself the next day. Yeah, Crappy malt liquor. <laughs> Remember we drank Steel Reserve with John Little, and we got it was a crazy. We should do one where we all smoke pot, one where we all drink, one where we all do, do something else. Heroin. <laughs> it'd be the, that'd be like, oh yeah, it'd just be a bunch of mellow dudes sitting there fucking spacing out. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, there it is. Another episode in the books. Hopefully we see you guys uh, June 20th. I like these day casts, kind of. Yeah, we should start doing morning Spice casts. them up. I wouldn't mind a morning cast. <laughs> Not bright and early. I guess this is noon, but yeah, it's early whatever. for us. Yeah, might as well be a morning cast. All right, everybody. Have a good week, and uh, that's been uh, pre-show, post-talk, post-talk. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to write that down, because I don't know. Yeah, I lost myself. All, All right, right, let's get out of here. Danish